focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart. You know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Well, hi, everybody. We barely made it, but yeah, here we go. And I'm, I'm fucking, oh my God, seriously, I just want to destroy something right now. I'm sorry for this. I'm trying to be professional, and I'm having a real hard time, man. Uh, welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, is Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello, Rain. Hi. Hi. Do you, do you need a punching bag? Maybe. Okay. Uh, and, of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome to you as well, sir. Hey, and <clears throat> good news. Scranton won, elected its first female mayor on Yay. Tuesday. Yeah, good news. Yay. And the first mayor-elect ever to be giving birth next month. Yay. Oh, excellent. Yay. And two, we elected in Scranton our first openly gay councilwoman. Yay. It's all good proud news. Very proud of Scranton. You should and be. And there is some good news. Uh, uh, a friend of mine. Carl Fish was also elected the first openly gay member of the Fairfax County in Virginia School Board. Oola. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, for Christ's sake. Is anybody hearing anything? Is what's I'm going hearing. on in the chat room? Oh, what? Oh. I can hear you. Fucker. The band. Hey, Heather. I guess they don't hear us. I guess not. So no. let's Wait, go see if there's the, a. The only person. All right, Heather can hear music. I guess. Okay. TR saying it says Ken is connected, but nothing's happening. Okay. Okay. Oh, Liv just said, "Here's the show." Welcome to Friday, everybody. I, uh, <laughs> well, who cares at this point? I don't even fucking care. <laughs> It's been a horrible Welcome week. To Trump's America. It's been a horrible week. Um, I still can't find Billy. Um, uh, and Aww. I keep getting in. I was trying to eat my dinner, and then uh, we we're trying to take care of that other cat, which we called James. Got a phone call from somebody right before the show started, and we think we have your cat here. I'm like, is it all black? It's got white feet. Is it all black? Because that's what the flyer says. And it was James, the other cat, who just wandered off after he ate onto their back porch. We think we got your cat here. And so I'm trying to talk to this woman, and I'm trying to get off the phone with the woman, saying it's not James, but, you know, if you want to take him in, you can. Uh, you know, and I'm and she's totally ignoring me. I'm hanging on the phone until 10 minutes before the show starts. My food's getting cold. Um, oh, and, uh, and here, and then I go to start things up, and Skype uh, has 
unloaded itself from my computer for some reason. And so I have to reinstall fucking Skype. And the real icing on the cake is I lost all of my audio for the show tonight. Isn't that great, guys? So, yeah. So I'm in a real fucking choice mood tonight. Especially, you know, it's probably better I don't have the audio at this point. Because all of it made me want to fucking murder someone. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. So, mm. you know, because you've got DJ TJ out there. Oh, my God. Let, let me let me start with that, that piece of human filth. He's disgusting. I mean, crawl back into your mother's filth, you scumbag. Yeah, you, you're you're disgusting. You're just disgusting. Uh, I, the 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 one the one thing that I sent. Let me see if I can find it back in our thread that didn't have audio. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna try and calm down, guys. I I really apologize. It's been very frustrating. It's okay. Um, it's all right. I'm apologizing okay. to our listeners. I know you guys can handle, but I might be upsetting some listeners, and I don't want to do that. But don't listen, look upset. listen to this. Don Jr. in new book, Driving Past the Graves at Arlington, I thought of all the attacks we've already suffered as a family by Joe DiPaolo. Really? Yeah, really? so so basically this is it says Donald Trump Jr. in his new book compared the plight of the Trump family to that of soldiers buried at Arlington National Cemetery. In an excerpt from his just released Triggered Flagged by Business Insider, Donald Trump Jr. described how he felt visiting Arlington on the day before uh, Fat Donnie's inauguration. I rarely get emotional, if ever, he wrote. If you, uh, <laughs> I guess you'd call me hyper-rational stoic. Yet we drove past the rows of white grave markers. In the gravity of the moment, I had a deep sense of the importance of the presidency and a love of our country. In that moment, I also thought of all the attacks we'd already suffered as a family. And about all, this, all the sacrifices we'd have to make to help my father succeed. Voluntary, voluntarily giving up a huge chunk of our business and all international deals. Bullshit. To avoid the appearance wow. that we were profiting off the office. Later in the book, uh, Trump Jr. wrote, uh, Frankly, it was a big sacrifice, costing us millions and millions of dollars annually. Of course, oh, we didn't oh. get any credit whatsoever oh. from the mainstream media, which is uh, does not surprise me at all. You're comparing your stolen, grifted, possibly earned dollars loss of that to the loss of human life. You can steal it again, uh, you little grease bag. But guess what? Yeah. You can't steal back. Is life you sacrificed on you know in in the line of fire for this country? Yeah, nobody in the Trump family has sacrificed their life in the line they, of duty. First of all, they didn't lose any fucking thing anyway. No. They've been making more fucking deals and getting more trademarks in China than before he he even announced. So yeah. fuck you. It's all lies. Second off, did you notice there was to me this is like one of those little minor fine points in this. He said, "As we drove by." Oh Which yeah, yeah. He didn't even get out of didn't the fucking even. car. And then he got a wobbly lip, thinking of all the business they sacrificed for this country. They sacrificed shit. What did and, they sacrifice? And all the pussy he couldn't grab anymore. There's nothing that this this family has ever sacrificed the in the name of this country. And what really pisses pussy. me off when I hear this is a lot of things. But when he says I'm I'm sacrifice he said millions of dollars, how many of those soldiers 
in in Arlington, and I've been there. I think you guys have been there too. It really is a very sacred place. I have um, been we've, there, we've, and it is very very sacred. I knew that when I was uh, like twelve years old. Yeah. I mean, we've been to the place, we went to the one section, I can't remember the number of it, where there's a lot of Iraq war veterans that are lying there. That one is particularly haunting, because mm-hmm. it's so close to, to history here and now. Mm-hmm. And, and when he said, you know, the, the sacrifice that we've lost to our businesses, all I, can think, all I could think of is when I read that was, how many families lost their sole breadwinner yeah. since the Civil War? Sure, mm-hmm. you know, to to war Before or to PSD for, for war widows yeah. and families. Sure, not a or, single member of that 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 fucking they didn't piece of shit family has ever served in the military. Never, no, they didn't. You know, and how many well, they, how many they, families they, they, they served in the KKK? But yeah, you know. how many family members have been lost? Uh, you know, uh, due to depression, just depression from serving and right. suicide. You know, I'll I mean, what what are we going to celebrate the fucking grave of the unknown bone spur now? But, but you know, I guess he wrote that to trigger liberals. I I don't. He's just an awful person. And you know, when we sit back and, um, well, I, we I consider that, him that a era, narcissistic. Yeah. I consider him a narcissistic sociopath, right? I really do. And I'm talking about the father. I I think that his son Donald Trump Jr. is right up there with that mental illness yeah the fact that he could put that to paper and said yeah let's make sure that gets published is disgusting yeah i don't uh, i don't care if people uh, think i'm triggered no i I just think you're a terrible human being um i'm gonna i'm gonna reset the server because if it is it one fucking thing it's another so um Uh, i'm just uh taking us offline and I will return us online here momentarily. So, but people in the podcast get to hear all this fun stuff. <laughs> See? Lots of fun. So, uh, all right. So, I took us off air. Now I have to stop, but. And see if this will work. See if it'll connect. It says I'm connected. We'll see what's going on. So, uh, hopefully, it says on hold here soon yes there we go all right we're back online oh seriously so yeah donald trump jr is literally his father's son yeah a narcissist and a sociopath who who is his mother the hoover the hoover yeah his mother is was <laughs> or the shop the yeah. shop vac oh my god <clears throat> yeah I, That's what I meant. Okay, hold on. Roy, okay. what are you doing? Roy, chill out, buddy. Not yeah, tonight. Roy is busy trying to lay down on a piece of paper on the rug. All right. All He's right. Nesting Please. A piece Adam, of paper. I know you're trying to help. Don't text me. I know what's going on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know what's going on. I can hear you. Happy connecting. Friday, everybody. Heather says she can't hear anything. Everybody, please, just, just somebody type in there, reboot, re- refresh your stream. Refresh yeah, you have to refresh the stream. Refresh the stream. Uh, okay. Thank you. I need to go to break now. I I, I need okay. to I, I need to go to break. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. fine. I need we'll to breathe. Over. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, take a quick break. 
Um, I didn't even have time to grab the green news report for tonight. So my apologies for that. I'll try and figure something out. We're going to still have a great show. Let's take a break. We are. We're going to. Yeah. We're going to listen to a couple songs here and I'm just going to stop trying to fucking lose my mind right now. So, because again, rough time guys. Uh, but anyway, um, we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this. Here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking more!
Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of The Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Light out everybody every sunday and monday at 10 30 p.m eastern indie media weekly presents the sci-fi double feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre the sci-fi double feature every sunday and monday at 10 30 p.m eastern right here on indie media weekly <laughs> This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What worth? It's showtime. Oh, it's showtime of sorts. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans. I'm going to try and calm my silly ass down, but and and hopefully everything works well with the broadcast feed from this point out. Because honestly, honest to God, I'm trying to do other stuff with my computer because, because I lost time. I didn't even have time to upload the latest Lunatic Parade episode, so I have to get that ready. So I got to open Dropbox, 
see if I can get that working. But anyway, uh, welcome back uh, to the show. Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. Hey, hello. I'm, I'm and, sorry you're having uh, a rough night. Uh, it's it's just been a shitty week, and this is you know oh. I, I should I shouldn't have expected it to be a a, a good evening tonight. So I was yeah. fooling myself. And Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you, sir. Thank you once again. Proud to be a Scrantonian. Should be. Yay. Yes. Yay for I Scranton. I don't think the chat heard the opening. Think- no, go ahead. They, they did. We elected our first female and r- about to give birth next month mayor, who was a former Obama staffer and ran as an independent and isn't even from Scranton. How about that? Yeah. Her story is cool. amazing, Joe. It's an amazing story. And also, we have elected our first openly gay councilwoman in Scranton. Yay gay! Yay gay! Hello! (laughs) We're we're waking up here. We're waking up. Well, I think this is something I didn't talk too much about this in our chat, but I think being somebody who grew up in upstate New York, Mm -hmm. um, having things like that happen to a small city like Scranton, because Scranton is really not a big city, and it's country, And, and please forgive me if I'm misrepresenting. This is big stuff for small towns. Well, it's a uh, it is a pretty big city. I think it's third or fourth in the in the state as far as uh, okay. population. Well, then uh, I'm sorry. But, but um, yeah, it's a big thing. You know, there was a lot of corruption. She's fulfilling the remaining two years of a term of a um, a mayor who uh, was caught with his hand in the cookie jar and is going to prison. So she brought a fresh new approach. She's Harvard educate, Harvard educated, uh, former Obama staffer, uh, originally from Oregon came here two years ago when she married a, a local young man, which I think is really a big point of this. And me. I, I think it was a big plus that a, she was a woman B. She was not from the area coming into the area and cleaning up behind a very, very dirty mayor. Yeah. The thing is, is that, and and so forgive me for saying that Scranton is not a big city. I apologize for that. It's it's not Philadelphia. (laughs) But I I think that it's important to understand because, you know, Albany, New York is not a small city. It's not a huge city. But the thing is, is that Politics in in cities in um, cities that are in rural, like surrounded by really rural areas, tend to to elect people who are people who grew up in that area. And so, mm-hmm. what I was really impressed with was that she was she's from Oregon. She married, uh, you know, her husband and her husband's family. Because I read this, you know, you gave me you shared with me the link. Um, she married her husband, whose family is from the area, but she's still an outsider. And I find that kind of amazing to me, from my experience in, like, upstate New York. Um, they elected an outsider because the outsider, <clears throat> very qualified, obviously, but 
they were like, yeah, we we need some new blood. And I thought that was really amazing. So congratulations to Scranton. Yeah, and I think also what she did was she actually uh, tried to get the nomination from the Democrats, but this is a very, very, very tribal kind of county. That's, that's kind of what I'm getting at, Joe. And yeah, and, and so what happened was uh, she waited. She tried to get the Democratic nomination. Uh, naturally, the good old boys shut her out. So she said, well, okay, no problem. I'll run as an independent. She changed her registration the very next day to independent, ran, and blew them out of the water. And I think the fact that she is an outsider, that she's only been here for two years, the fact that she is a Harvard-educated, she, she graduated from Harvard Business School, uh, bright young lady served on a school board and here and um you know i think that went went far and i I think people have had enough and they said you know what enough of the good old boy network enough of the oh you know he he grew up here that doesn't work because the last guy grew up here in fact the last guy uh was a a karate student of my my wife's (laughs) And uh, turned out he had money uh, hidden up in his uh, suspended ceiling. Oh, yeah, it was really dirty. You know, I, the so. other thing that I read about her was that at one point, I she had a certain job, but then she left the job to, I think, work for somebody on the school board, or maybe the superintendent. She wrote a scathing report about how um, your city's schools are underserving their kids. Yes, and she quit the school board. And the reason she did that Thank you. Uh, uh, to, was was she had an eye to run for mayor. But, um, yeah, uh, and they tried to make it a, a, a campaign problem with her, saying, oh, well, she went on the, she was elected to the school board, and she just quit. Well, she quit for good reason. She saw the, 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 the corruption, the old boy network, the way, the way it works, and, uh, you know, she decided, no, I'll run for mayor. You know, and she sought the Democratic nomination, and naturally, you have to, you know, be a, grow up here and everything like that, just like the last crook. And uh, so they said, uh, "No, we'll, we'll, I'll run as an independent," and she won. She blew them out of the water, and good for her. And also happy to say, we have the first openly gay councilwoman in the city of Scranton. I yeah, have to say, nice. I was very proud of my. Well, it's I don't actually live in the city. But I'm very proud of the city, and I'm very proud of the area for finally getting back into the 21st century, God. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, Scranton went for Hillary Clinton. Lackawanna County went for Hillary Clinton. Um, But uh, this is a step forward. I mean, uh, the female mayor, and if I understand it correctly, and she was on CNN with the... uh, What's her name? Brooke Baldwin. Uh, Brooke Baldwin. Brooke Baldwin. Yeah, and um, she did an interview, but um, I think she said she's the first mayor-elect ever to give birth, or will give birth next month. She will be the first mayor-elect ever to give birth. So I don't know Jeez. if that's ever in the whole country or in Scranton, but I'll take it anyway. That's still quite I cannot even. As a woman who does not have children, mm-hmm. but as a woman who have, I have a lot of friends who have had children. It, that's got to be exhausting to run pregnant, to run for office while pregnant. She was great. 
she was energetic. She was great. She's smart. She's charismatic. I mean, she 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 did a great job. Ran as an independent, blew him out of the water. Good for her, and good for the the first openly gay councilwoman. And we're waking up here. That's all I got to say. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here in Virginia, by the way, we have the first reelected transgender woman in Danica Rome. Which that's, I thought was excellent. amazing. I, I didn't. I really didn't have any worries about her being reelected. Her constituents love her. The state loves her. But it is awesome. I mean, it's these little tiny baby steps, which I wish we didn't have to look at them as little tiny baby steps. But you know, the same as I mentioned earlier on, Carl Frisch on the school board, Danica Rome reelected. Um, you know what Joe is talking about. This is this is these. All of these things are important because all politics is local, and and the mayor of Scranton, Joe mentioned earlier, is somebody who did work for Obama. Mm-hmm. And yes, he and, worked with the Treasury Department. Yeah, but the thing is, is that she took her experience and went back home, even though it's not Oregon. She went back to her new home with her husband, but she went back home and she's starting locally, organizing locally. All politics is local. And I think this is one of the big, big takeaways from Tuesday. It's got to be local. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah, shut absolutely. up. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, good for Scranton. Ain't no party like a Scranton party because a Scranton party don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> So something uh, while we're talking about Scranton, um, I, 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 I do want to talk about this. Um, I've been uh, once again, probably my eleventh time now, have started rewatching The Office uh, on Netflix before it leaves for the NBC streaming service. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to stop when uh, Michael Scott leaves. And I don't think because I I don't like the later seasons. So I'm, but I, I've gotten through. I, I think I'm almost done with season four. But there was something interesting that um, I uh, I caught from this. And uh, well, first of all, I got to ask if uh, Pizza by Alfredo and Alfredo's Pizza Cafe actually exists. Do they, Joe? Uh, yeah, they do. They do. Is one like hot, a hot circle of garbage? What's that? No, no. Uh, the the <laughs> well, the the menu to see in the office. Yeah. Yeah, they came here and collect those. I mean, most of them are real. Yeah. Well, the the well, here's the thing. There there's an episode where they have the launch party for uh, Dunder Mifflin Infinity, mm-hmm. and and they decide to have a party, and Michael orders a bunch of pizzas, and he orders them mm-hmm. from Pizza by Alfredo. And everybody's right. like, everybody's like, no, 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 that's terrible. It's Alfredo's Pizza Cafe is the good stuff, and and that's where he holds the pizza driver hostage. Well, Alfredo's, I got to tell you, okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, Alfredo's is my favorite pizza. It is. Okay. Is it Alfredo's it's, Pizza uh, Cafe or is it no? It's pizza just by Alfredo's Alfredo. Pizza. It, oh, okay. It's, it's neither. It's just Alfredo's. Oh, okay. So there's only. <laughs> Yeah, they're in so a they, they fictionalize. They probably fictionalized the existence of two Alfredos. They probably did. I only know of one, and it is my favorite pizza. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, but um, 
there is an Alfredo's. All of the bars and menus and stuff you see on, on the thing uh, and the show are, are real. Uh, mm-hmm. They're real pe- places. Uh, they used to come here periodically. Yeah. And they used to advertise in the local paper that they were coming for props and ask people to bring all kinds of things, signs, menus from local restaurants, things like that, so that they hang, could hang them around the office. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was all authentic. Well, that's uh, everything that, but the snow. That was yeah, exactly. The that was the episode where this clip came from. Uh, stupid. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. That's where that came from. But yes, another really stunning thing about this, and I think Rain, you'll appreciate this as well, is and I don't have the audio for it, but I probably I wouldn't have had the audio for this anyway. But um. Who is it? Uh, uh, Rain, do you remember one of Trump's uh, rape accusers has come forward with a new lawsuit, a defamation lawsuit, I think, against Trump? Do, do you remember Yeah, I can't that? remember her. Yes, I can't okay. remember her name, but she has the short, blonde hair. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was reading the, you know, where I should never go, the comments. You will never find <laughs> the more wretched hive of scum and... And a guy, a, a guy literally put in the comment section... Something like, ooh, gross, she's too old and ugly to rape. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Not to, uh, you know, uh, uh, not not to, you know, have sex with, not to, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's like, okay, you don't understand what sexual violence is here. And the thing is, the reason why... Or it, maybe it, he it, does. Maybe he I, does. Yeah, I read that on the same day as seeing the episode where Phyllis got flashed in the parking lot of the office and michael scott's reaction was to laugh because phyllis you know is you know she's a bigger woman older um and he's like what wasn't pam around you know and and i saw that and i was like jesus christ all those horrible and as i watch it it's like all these horrible things the the worst parts of michael scott in the office are, are are the the like front you know the just the, they're the they're the veneer of the trump cult yeah you know all these horrible yeah. ugly things there was one clip i did have um that that totally reminded me of of trump especially because i had this audio clip i don't have it anymore of trump talking about he uh, he was asked if uh bar if he asked Barr to have a press conference to exonerate him, which he's lying about because he probably did because the uh, Justice Department is dodging his questions about it. Um, but there was, but he said, oh, well, I haven't asked him, but I might ask him, but I probably won't, but I might ask him, and maybe I will. You know, it, and it was almost like you know, saying, no, I didn't, but yes. And so there was, a, but there was the episode of The Office where Michael hit Meredith with his car. And at the end of that episode, Michael says, oh, yeah, at the end of the episode, Michael says, am I a hero? I can't say, but yes. You know, it, it's this kind of, you know, double talk and, and ugliness and stupidity that, you know, I mean, the office was, oh, well, what do you say? Precient. About, you know, uh, uh, I mean, but that stuff existed before, but it's just manifest in in this family and their followers it's just, you know in the 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 mm-hmm. you know and, and the more i watch of michael scott like you know i couldn't help when i drove past and saw the cemetery 
where all these dead people were who sacrificed their lives for the country, getting misty over the lost money my family might have lost. You know, the, I mean, or, uh, you know, oh, how can my father be racist? He let me party with Michael Jackson when I was a little yeah. boy. Um. I mean, He's it's totally, it's, it's totally, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's just, that's, that's just a rich person's way of saying some of my best friends are black. That's all that is, you know, I mean, but all of this stuff, you know, were, 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 was laughable and, and nobody would take serious from Michael Scott in the office. It's like, it's an every fucking day occurrence with these people that they're so out of touch and so stupid. You know, what was comedy and what could, you know, where, where you would look and see the rest of the cast on The Office. And I know it's not real life, but, you know, they, they would be dismissed as being a horrible person at that time. But now it's it's lauded, you know, it's it's a mind bending to me. What's forgive me if I'm taking a jump back, but. You know, Archie Bunker, just Archie Bunker. But and, it, and that was more of him just being a blatant bigot. This is yes. like this is like people saying things that they they're so out of touch, or they have so little understanding or empathy or or whatever. You know, they don't have any defining or or redeeming human qualities that they just say things that immediately contradict themselves or show no self awareness, or you know, are, are just hypocritical. Or just, you know, utter nonsense. But here's you know? the thing. When, when, when Archie Bunker aired, I can contest. It might not have been the popular view, but the stuff that Archie Bunker said was said on a regular basis out in real life. Yeah. It literally was. And what you're talking about, I kind of feel like I'm, I, it's kind of a strange leap. So forgive me if I don't make this the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, Michael Scott's comments, that's the kind of comments that are made today. Yes. It's a more hidden racism. Oh, absolutely. Or a more hidden bigotry or a more hidden hidden misogyny. Well, like, if I'm not yeah, if I'm, I'm not, not mistaken about our yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I, th I said if I'm not mistaken, I think there's an episode coming up on the office where Michael Scott says, you know, the racism is over, Obama's president or something like that. Yeah, it, it, it to me it's it's just it, it's I don't know I don't know if it's any different or maybe I'm thinking maybe racists have learned how to hide their racism a little bit yeah. better. Well, and, and here's here's the par know. here's the parallel uh, that that's different I think with uh, Archie Bunker and you know the. the people back in the, the day stuff Archie Bunker said the, people were saying out on the streets at yeah. the time but the thing with with Michael Scott is Michael Scott has succeeded to a certain degree in his life and he thinks that he's you know uh he, he's truly achieved some form of enlightenment mm -hmm. because of his success that's what you have with the Trumps because they have success largely handed to them you know they 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 failed upward like most, you know, super rich people, they failed upward and, you know, they didn't, they didn't have to learn anything, you know, they, they, they lucked into everything they have. So they didn't have to learn to associate with, um, you know, the rabble, you know, it, 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 in, and so, you know, again, you know, obviously Michael Scott's not a super powerful, powerful person, but you know, in, in the real world, he would be a, a, a moderately powerful businessman, you know? 
right. making maybe $100,000 a year or something like that, whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I uh, it, it just, I don't know, Joe, what do, what do you think? I mean, it, it, you know, because going back and that show started, what, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and the things that you hear Michael Scott say, our fucking president is saying, or his children. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and I agree with, with, with what Rain is saying, is that it harkens back even to Archie Bunker. You know, um, this is the kind of thing we accepted in the office, we accepted in our lives, mm-hmm. and we realize now, what the fuck? We, we shouldn't be accepting that shit. But you're right, it was prescient back then. Uh, it's too bad we do have a president that's uh, that's saying those things out in the open. Mm-hmm. And that's probably most of his uh, attraction to this this 35 or 40% that everybody is mystified why they stick with him through thick and thin. That's just it. Yeah. See, that's just it. He says the things they think. He says the things that they were told you shouldn't say, and now it's okay. Yeah, uh, you know, and basically that's why they'll never leave him. Yeah, and ba- but basically, you know, and and you know, people are saying, you know, Ar- well, Archie, you know, wasn't that bad, you know, you know, he had a little bit of heart and stuff like that, and that's true. That's absolutely true, because you cannot have a television series where the character is completely unlikable, or it will get canceled. There has to be something redeeming about that person. And that's the difference between Michael Scott and Donald Trump. Is Michael Scott? Yes. Showed vulnerability. Uh, you know, he he. Uh, what you know was likable. Could be a good friend. Could be you know um, somebody who is very. Um, um, I, I, um, devoted to other people. Um, and you know, and, and basically he took things too far because he felt too comfortable around the people he was with. Now the Trumps just never bothered learning all the good qualities that Michael Scott has, you know, they don't really or care Archie about empathy Bunker. or Archie. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or that Archie Bunker has. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's like, I mean, seriously, uh, you know, Ivanka today, um, another audio clip I don't have. Uh, she she basically said, "Oh well, Lincoln didn't surround him people with uh, surround himself with because you know, she was being questioned on, oh well, why would people in your father's administration turn against him?" And she said, yes. "Oh well, Lincoln didn't surround himself. Well, he didn't surround himself with yes men because he wanted to be, you know." Checked, you know, much like Obama didn't want to be surrounded by yeah, yes the men. team of rivals. Lincoln, yeah. team of rivals. And, you know, and it's like that kind of, that kind of out of touch, know-nothing response. Or like when she was with the, the you know, the, the heads of state at that, you know, uh, the big, what what's, I forget what summit it was. And she's standing there and she just started blathering on about something and everybody, you know, and everybody. Yeah, that you know, was, was G20. Yeah. So, oh, the G twenty. So, yeah, and everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, everybody standing around her is like Jim and Pam looking at the camera, you know. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it really is mm-hmm. that that kind of thing, and, and it's 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 mind blowing to me that what we thought was inappropriate comedy is the is is the again the the shine and the glow and the appeal to the deplorables. You know, and again, without any of the redeeming, quali- you know, qualities, 
or characteristics. It, it's it's it, it really is. I mean, and if if anybody wants to binge The Office, you'll see exactly what I'm saying. You know, even if you know, I mean, there will be things, and you're just like, oh my god. Especially when Michael Scott will talk about race or you know, or or LGBTQ community, whatever you know. I mean, and there are things in there that I'm just I cringe at now that you know can't be said. You know that uh, it's it's phenomenal, um, but n- none of it is worse as w- than what we hear on a regular basis out of any of the Trumps. You know. What 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 Ivanka, what Ivanka said, and I'm going to paraphrase Oliver Willis, was um, from the the audio. I know you didn't get it, so if you don't mind me paraphrasing, no. Ivanka Trump compares people who have testified that her father put together a quid pro quo with Ukraine to Abraham Lincoln, who had a cabinet of his political rivals. Except Lincoln intentionally brought on his rivals so we wouldn't be surrounded by yes men. Yeah, that's so the, a, yeah, is, the exact tweet. Thank you. Okay. So, how is she comparing her father to Abraham Lincoln? Any chance they get, they do. Any little parallel they can find with somebody who, uh, you know, is considered uh, great or historic or, you know, and it's again, it's like Michael Scott. I think there's been episodes where he's compared himself to like, you know, Gandhi or MLK. <sighs> okay. You know, I mean, in, in fucking, you know, uh, and the thing is, uh, you know, I've met people that didn't think the office was funny because, you know, they, I don't think they thought the things that Michael Scott were saying were completely wrong. You know, I think, you know what I have, as I've talked to you and Joe about this and, and people listening to the show, I did not watch the office. Uh, The clips that I've seen of it, I always found that character to be very ignorant. Oh, extremely. Um, it's his, so it's just, the down, it's his downfalls that usually, you know, everybody kind of roots for. But yeah, I mean, it, and so just keeping in line with what you're talking about, it's almost as if his ignorance is the thing that kept him going. Yeah. And it's the thing that is keeping Trumpsters going. Yep. Their ignorance, That's their accurate. ignorance to, to the world that is changing around them. And, and their reluctant, reluctance to accept the fact that, like Joe talked about, what's happening in Scranton. You know, what, what happened in Virginia? The world is changing. Yeah. And it's resistance to the change. Yeah. Well, yeah, there is resistance, but I think there's also ignorance. They don't you know, want to acknowledge that things are changing. So they say stupid yeah. stuff like the character that mm. Ken is talking about. I think we're saying the same thing in a different way. I, uh, resistance, ignorance. It's just trying to blind yourself to the fact that this is becoming a majority-minority society. Mm-hmm. That, Which, that yeah. whites, white people are not going to be in the majority. They're not going to hold all the power, especially white men. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Especially straight white men. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is this is all changing. Like I said in Scranton, first female mayor, mm-hmm. first openly gay councilwoman. That that's indicative of the strides that America in general uh, is making toward a more diverse society. And these 
30% or whoever they are, whatever they are, <clears throat> can't accept it and feel totally uh, f- fear it. They, yeah. They're just terrified. They do terrified. fear it. They do terrified fear it. That some gay person's going to touch them and turn them gay or, <laughs> or some woman is going to be their boss. Yeah, well, look at what you they know? did to Katie Hill in California. Right, right. Sorry, this is this bullshit. is like the last grasp of. Um, it's the last gasp of the white straight male dominance. Yeah, and that yeah. most of most most of what that solid. I, I hate to call a base. I'm sick of hearing about their shit and fucking base. <laughs> but but well, they are base. base. They are base. They are base. They're not boya base. That base, base is mostly, mostly of straight white men. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. My age, maybe a little younger. Who, oh, Matt Gates is a lot younger, dude. My age to your age, pretty much. Right, who don't want to give up the the, the, the old boys network. And that's exactly yeah. what Paige we, Cagnetti yeah, we, here yeah. said. we got to go to the break. I ending the the, uh, the, the old boys network. Yeah. When I, I know we have to go to break. Can I just say one thing that I really Real find? Quick. I've been thinking about this. When, when, when... We talk about, you know, they don't want to give up that base. I don't think they realize that this is the base. I don't think that they realize that this is something they should give up. I really think that they have this wonderful privilege to um, believe that this is just the way things are. Well, we'll talk about that more when we come back, because I actually did have something I wanted to say about it, too. So you continue that thought when we come back. Okay. And um, and I got a little something something to say on that exact topic because Yay. you know hey I might not have audio but I have encounters in the hive of scum and villainy that I can talk about uh, so anyway uh, we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. This is Indie Media Weekly Radio. This country, I believe, is going to be rocked um, in the next 24 hours. IndieMediaWeekly.com. And now, on with the show. I declare bankruptcy focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity yeah hello excuse me thank you um some attention please i've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show no no keep going keep going i'm kind of curious as to how this works turn up the night with kenny pig you know i think it's gonna do very well in the evening hours here the greatest gift to mankind since tutti frutti ice cream a viable and modern source for news and entertainment hey gang have i got an earful for you today if you're listening to this you are the resistance my mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention in your heart you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! And welcome back to the much more calm second hour of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. 
And, you know, one thing that I'm really grateful for right now is how cold it is outside because I have a case of beer out there and it is so nice and cold right now. It's lovely. It's But I'm going to take them in tonight so they don't explode. <laughs> um, but anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Correction. Alfredo's does go by Alfredo's Cafe. Alfredo's Pizza Cafe? Well, just Alfredo's Cafe. Oh, okay. Um, if you Google it, it'll mm-hmm. say Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. We always just refer to it as Alfredo's. <laughs> you know, Alfredo's. I, I sure. never even, I never even, uh, I never even realized they have a little cafe in there. But uh, yeah, Alfredo's Cafe. Well, now see so if there's a pizza by Alfredo. So no, there's not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there's, there's not. not. All right, and Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Welcome uh, back to the program. Hi. So, um, all right. So this is this is what I wanted to um, talk about real quick. Is there's a um, uh, let me see. Uh, I, I want to see. I need to I need to pull this up. This is um, all right. Can I see this? Can I see more view and discussion? I would like to do that. View and discussion. Let me see if I can pull this up here. Um, there is, uh, the, the, on the clip of, uh, Megan McCain, uh, confronting Don Jr. Um, you know, does, does your, does your family hurting people make you feel good? I don't, again, audio, I don't have, um, but there was, um, this guy and he left a comment that I really liked and I want to read the interaction we had here. Um, but, uh, and this is. This is plays right into what we're talking about, and you'll see, you'll understand why, Rain, in a second here. Um, but this this is a guy on Discuss called Real Truth Stings, and um, he says he has brought jobs back. This is about Trump. He has created unprecedented levels of unemployment numbers for African Americans. Uh, black men here. I had a business before Trump, and I'll have a business uh, I built when Trump is sitting in Leavenworth. <laughs> Trump hasn't done a damn thing for me or my people. Trump hasn't brought any jobs back. In fact, he has destroyed several sectors of American business that we that were once thriving. Last thought. Whites don't do jack for black people except using our abilities to profit. The only difference between uh, now and a far worse time is that we, we get a piece of the pie too, but nobody's giving us jack shit. Get out of this white man's opioid illusion, uh, illusion, <laughs> illusionary world where every day is opposite day. Uh, unlike you entitled weaklings, we earned our way um, against extraordinary odds. Stop trying to use this as political footballs for your racist bullshit. Um, and I responded to him, and he, he, got, he got 28 upvotes and 10 downvotes on that. All right. Um, and then uh, mine, my co- response got seven up votes and 13 down votes. And listen to my response. Um, I, I put, uh, I wish I could upvote you your post more than once. Well said. People born with privilege need to start recognizing the fact and stop crying when someone questions it. As a straight white male, I, I've been open about how well I've had things in life and haven't tried uh, and haven't had any kind of major struggle to overcome. There is no institutionalized racism or bigotry towards white men. Every time I hear a conservative crying about being persecuted for being straight, white, or Christian, I have to laugh. 
They just can't stand someone else having something they think they automatically deserve. Dickbag conservatives would call my acknowledgement of these facts apologizing for being white, but that's a crock of shit like most of what they say. Um, and then... Uh, I can't find the response. I don't know. The guy might have deleted it or something. This sucks because I wanted to see this guy's response. Oh, yeah, this guy, uh, Genki Dama. Uh, <laughs> nice name. Explain your privilege. Are you saying white people are not persecuted or oppressed? Oh, yes. God. And I, I said <laughs> to him, I don't have to explain shit to you. And yes, I'm saying that white people are not persecuted or oppressed, especially not in the 21st century. Um, and, uh, the, but the, this real truth stings guy responded to me too. I want to read his response. Uh, he got four up votes and nine down votes. So the, the racist conservatives was mad. They got triggered. Perception is always going to be relative. So the conservative fear, uh, uh, so the conservative fear and hatred is reasonable to their point of view. They see the country in terms of what whites are losing rather than what they are gaining, which is why there is a general lack of joy, happiness, and accomplishment among the right beyond getting Russia's help to win an election that they were outvoted in by a record. Uh, as far as white privilege, I consider it to be a weak spot that appears to grow as time goes on. I see a loss of adaptability, resilience, character, and humility. It's like millions of whites in this country see themselves as distant cousins of the Trumps. I still believe in the America ideas about hard work, smart work, making tough choices, and taking risks. The government and white culture aren't going to stand in my way of success, but they will try. Therein lies the actual difference between us. Eliminate that, and we can collaborate massively. Imagine a united America, profitable and stronger than we can be otherwise. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. And hot damn. I'm um, to that. Amen. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong. But you know what? He's not. And that's the difference I mean, between us and them is that we will say, you know what? I might not be right. These people think it's carved in stone. They think that the election for 2020 has already happened and Trump is going to, you know, spend, you know, the rest of his life in the White House. You know, I mean, Trump might win. It's a fucking fact. It might. He might win. And it's a disgusting thought, but I'm not nostra dumbass and i'm not going to start making predictions but what that guy said to me rain what's your how are you how are you privileged I, I, i've rattled it off before and i can say it again i don't have a college degree i did sh I, I was horrible in high school the only job i never got was a job like one or two jobs that i wasn't qualified for and then I finally lucked into a halfway, a couple halfway decent jobs, and I started succeeding upwards because I got mm -hmm. more experience. And one little piece of experience from one job, you know, made it greater experience for another job, and so on and so on. You know, I started as like a dishwasher. I started as a dishwasher. That was my first real job. And then I, then I started working as a bag boy. And then I got to work as a stalker. Not a, you know, a, a, stalker. a, a grocery clerk. <laughs> I, I didn't know that was a job, Ken. Oh, well, you know, you stock the, <laughs> the canned goods and, you know, rotate. I'm do all that. And then I got the I got into goods. produce. I got it. And then I started doing some telemarketing work. And I started doing some collections work. And then I did then I did some retail stuff. And then I did some had some managerial experience at another retail job. And now I'm in finance, you know, because the, the you yeah. know, what I was doing in the, you know, so... And 
even though I have a funny last name, you know, Kenneth Ray Picklesheimer, I've never been discriminated because of my name. They see that name and they're like, oh, this is some goofy German guy. You know, this is a white guy. You know, now right. if they if they see a name that they perceive as being stereotypical for um, a, a person of color, whatever their ethnicity, um, I worked for a company that got in trouble for it. I'll say it. I'll say it right now because it was a huge shitstorm. Is that there were a bunch of managers that, that worked for Gap Inc. and and this was told to me by another manager. And so Gap Inc. If it's wrong. I have his name, and you can you can dispute it. But what I was told, what some people are saying, I'm not saying it's a fact, but I can believe it because I know some of the people I worked with were bigots at the Gap. I were, uh, but yeah. I did, but they they had on their um, uh, uh, on the applications, they would circle the G A or the P on the applications and put good, average, or poor. Hmm. So yeah, so so if you got a G, you had a better chance of getting hired. It, at least that's what I was told. So again, hopefully Gap Inc. doesn't listen to this and try and sue me for this. But I'm saying this is what I was told by a superior of mine when I worked for Gap Inc. So uh, and and you know they obviously had to eliminate that practice, and a big memo went out, and people got fired, I believe. But, you know, and, and a lot of it had to, and, and I, 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 I wasn't in charge of hiring when I was a manager at the Gap. But I would hear people say things, you know, if, if they would uh, hear what they thought was a funny sounding name, they would start to judge that person immediately. You know, if they heard the name like, you know, Laquana or something like that, um, you know, Black. versus versus Kenneth. You know, right. they wouldn't think boo. They wouldn't think anything if my if somebody's name was Kenneth, they would automatically think of Barbie's boyfriend, right? Um. Yeah. So, but you know, if, if there's you know, Shaniqua or Laquana or something, and I'm saying real names. I'm not making up names. These are real people that I I've known in the past. But you know, there are people who will judge that. You know, and I I heard you know I, I've seen comments in the in the high of scum and villainy where somebody's like, oh some stupid sounding black name and i'm like what's a stupid sounding black name you know what i mean no i really don't know what you mean because you know i have a name that people my last name people thought was stupid sounding but i love my last name now as a kid it was kind of tough that's the worst thing i got when i was a kid but it wasn't because i was white it's because i had a goofy last name that they could rhyme with dickle or tickle or you know whatever slimer you know well isn't wouldn't you agree that that's a leftover from um and I'm going to say it like latent racism from previous immigration, you know, immigrants that came over to the United States. Like, I, I don't you think know, before, so. I don't think, don't so. think I th so. No, I think that, you know, it's, you know, pickle and dickle or, you know, people, uh, well, people, yeah, I got people, you know, people call me dickle, sl dickle slimer. That was it. That was a popular one. So I got cockroach. Uh, got somebody corroded. called me. Somebody a while back called me pickle climber, and I thought that was really funny. Um, John Jacob pickle climber Smith. Yeah, that was a thing too. Uh, Sorry. So no, that's okay. I, but but it, the thing is, the thing is, is that um, I I just I find it very interesting, and, and I'm a white woman, right? So my my privilege 
I, I look to men and be like, white. I look to white men, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I know we're all friends here. I look to white men and feel like I've had to fight getting the same treatment that you guys got. Yeah. I find it really messed up because something that I have posted time and time again on Facebook and on Twitter, and, and I, I I put it out there in real life with my friends. My, my feeling is, is that giving... I don't even like saying giving, but making sure other people have the same rights that I have, that you guys have, doesn't mean that I'm giving something up. Oh, to me, it, that's a really yeah. important point. Yeah. Here, here, I don't understand yeah. why here in, in 2019, I do understand, mm-hmm. but I find it really sad that there are people that are that insecure or racist that feel like oh if i look at somebody else and i am forced to treat them or i am forced to give them the same rights that i have that suddenly i'm giving up my rights which means i have to bow down to them as opposed to lifting people up to the same i I hope i'm making sense i know you no, it makes sense i mean you know, we should all be willing to lift everybody else to to an equal playing field, especially those of us who have a greater voice in in, in doing so. And you know, I'm not saying within my you know company. And here's the thing: within my company, I, I'm I'm pretty well respected because I treat everyone the same. And you know, I, I there are very few people I don't get along with, and and I just kind of ignore those people. And it's, you know, it's because they're either too strange or aggressive or something, you know. Uh, when I say strange, I mean that they, they're, you know, kind of antisocial or whatever. And it seems like they don't want to be friends. And, you know, and again, not friends because I'm not Michael Scott, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, you know, you guys are my friends and at my job that doesn't pay anything. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, I... But Joe, you can you can speak to this uh, because you you actually you actually had a job where you you know you dealt with the general public. You probably saw some discriminate form of discrimination or another uh, throughout your career, and you know and actually could be a, a a strong voice for people maybe that didn't couldn't stand up for themselves. Yeah, well. I, I worked in an in an agency that uh, we had we had very strict uh, strict rules. We were we, we had very uh, we had an equal opportunity uh, EEOC our equal op- equal employment opportunity council yeah. uh, commission uh, kept. We had to report any semblance of discrimination immediately. Uh, any kind of sexual harassment, any kind of mm-hmm. uh, racial animus, uh, that had to be reported immediately. Uh, and we also had, the employees had that ability to report it too. Yes. Uh, directly to EEOC. So so it was less prevalent, I wouldn't say le- less prevalent, it, it was less likely to slip through the cracks in an agency, in a state agency. Because if there was an incident, there were many avenues that people could take to report them, and they were followed up on. 
yeah. immediately. Uh, in fact, if there was ever a sexual, for instance, sexual harassment uh, 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 accusation brought to my attention, I had to pick up the phone immediately and call EEOC and tell them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because the and I and to encourage the person who br- brought it to me to do the same, because if that ever got to EEOC before I called, then I'd be in trouble. Sure. You know, so th- those kind of things, uh, racial discrimination and things like that, although they do occur, don't get me wrong, and it it's just as prevalent as it is in private. It's it's more controlled when you work for the state, because the state does does keep very close tabs on what goes on in these offices, and the employees have the freedom of calling them directly. And God forbid you don't, a manager hasn't written a report already before an employee does. Yeah. Can I ask Uh, you a question? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long you were on your job before the EEOC was put into place. Well, 33 years, and it was there all 33 years. All 33 years. Yeah, we always had an Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Yeah. And that was and federal, EEOC. right? EEOC was federal or was it state? Both. Both. Because we because unemployment compensation is funded federally, okay. run, run state. So we, had, we, we came under the National uh, uh, Department of Labor. And the State Department of Labor. It's a complicated arrangement that grew out of uh, the 1932 Social Security Act, and I'm not going to go into that. But uh, the state and feds both regulated us. Okay. So, so there, there were, there were, there were uh, safeguards built into our employment, built into uh, that that made it um, less likely that things like that would slip through the cracks the reason why i ask that and there is a reason if it can if you can just give me a few moments i know we're getting ready for break again but I, you know when i began my professional career in um you know in the early 90s we had um you know seminars where people had to you know we had to sit down and we were told how not to sexually harass women and literally, that's what it was at the time. How not to sexually harass women. Um, and and at, at that time, you know, didn't include gay people because they were pretty much invisible at the time in the workforce, right? What I, what I find amazing is that, <clears throat> so this was the late 90s or the early 90s, late 80s, where, you know, sexual harassment. Ken, you probably remember these. Sure, I, how, yeah. How not to treat women in the workplace. I think mine which, was called How to Treat Dames Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, the, 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 I still find it amazing that back then, that's literally what we had to do in the workplace. Or what my managers had to do in the workplace, probably because of the equal opportunity, you know, the EEOC and all that stuff. I am still amazed. So let's say... 89, 99, 2009, 2019, sure. 30 years later, we're still dealing with this, but we're not necessarily dealing with this just in the 
who feel like they are being discriminated against because they can't hurt people. Yeah. What like, once was theirs, you know, it's, it's, it's again, it, you know, what this guy with this guy in the, in the, you know, over on the mediaite um, discussion board said, um, you know, it, it's uh, they see the country in terms of what whites are losing rather than what they're gaining. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. losing, <laughs> losing is basically, look, you're not going to, you know, rich people are going to start going to prison. Men have to start treating, you know, every, you know, white straight men have to start treating everyone as equals and stop treating, you know, women uh, or, you know, people of color or, you know, LGBTQ uh, people as uh, a, a comedic prop or something they can put their hands on whenever they want. They're people, you know, it, you know, it's like you, you aren't losing anything. You are you're gaining something well, they are. by being they are losing. Being, they're losing their power. They, yeah, they're they're losing their power, uh, but they're welcome to share it. You know, the, if you if you play if you play nice, everybody gets a piece of the pie. Everybody gets a I piece mean, of the pie, and it's it, you know, some people might have a little more pie right. here and there. But yes, some people can have economically a bigger piece of the pie, but the fact that you know we've tried to legislate it through the federal government, um, um, the, you know, the capitalism via mm -hmm. the you know jobs have tried to say, hi, hi, guys, you don't get to say, hey, girl, your skirt is too yeah. short, or can you shirt? I don't know. I don't know where we're going to get, and I'm talking about this right now from just a man yeah. and woman point of view. But, you know, the fact that there's so much rampant, I don't know when this gets better. And I really want it to get better. I am not afraid. I actually welcome, I actually welcome being, you know, a minority. I will mm -hmm. say that. I swear um, to yeah. you, I mean that. Absolutely. Because, because I'll tell you what, my neighbors have way better food than me. Sure, sure. I mean, there, you know, and I know that sounds shallow, and I don't. No, mean no, no. For it to be, no but. It, but no, but you appreciate the diversity of cultures, even on on you know, and it's. I know it goes beyond just food, you know. Yes. You know, for for us, it's it's more than that. It's language, it's culture, it's music, it's food, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's everything, and um, and 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 I, I want to say one last thing, then we got to go to break. I want you guys to think about this: socialism and capitalism, right? Okay, those are the, the big buzzwords. Capitalism is like good guy, socialism, bad guy. All right, this is basically what the yeah. definition of capitalism for a Trump cultist is. Capitalism is straight white rich guys and a few uh, people of color and women or you know LGBTQ people that they approve of sharing in that wealth. Socialism is where everybody can get a piece of the pie, and they don't like that. That's basically what it is. So socialism is is demonizing. Basically, you know, socialism is it, it, they're demonizing it, saying, "Look, that guy can have just as much as you. That's not yeah. fair. We need capitalism yeah. where we straight white men who rule the conservative aisle can, you know." 
we, we will roll out the red carpet to those who we deem worthy of participating in capitalism. The rest of you just get our, you know, get the drippings from the turkey, you know, mm. get your little buckets, get your drip pans, folks. So I have a very quick thought before we go to break. All right, real quick. Because because I really like how Elizabeth Warren says, um, I'm a capitalist, but we need to regulate capitalism. Mm -hmm. I also kind of think that maybe we can come to a middle ground and say, let's regulate capitalism and maybe some of the socialism and come down right in the middle. Well, that's the thing. Capitalism already regulates socialism. Because well, you know you will never you can never have a purely social show. I mean, with as far as capitalism has gone, you can't just smash mm -hmm. capitalism and get rid of it. You know, no, it, you it, it it works and it works hand in hand with socialism, because we've talked about it all the time. What the social yep. socialist you know things we have going on right now? Build your own yeah. fucking roads, businesses. If you don't like it, I think so, all of our ills would be bettered by I don't know regulation yeah and and that's the thing if if we're smart about it socialism can govern or can can i'm sorry not govern regulate capitalism and capitalism and capitalism already does regulate that's, socialism thank you that toll see, roads Kenny just said like what that. i was trying to get so, out way better than me but no that's okay uh the beer's kicking in and it just felt like a f smart thing to say uh so anyway Let's go ahead and uh, go to the break. Uh, Green News Report coming up. Yes, I got it downloaded. And yes, I got the Lunatic uh, Parade uploaded too. So uh, all things are better. And we'll try and take a few calls when we come back. So hang tight. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com it's Thursday, November 7, 2019. It is clear we have a climate emergency. 11,000 scientists issue dire warning on climate change. The planet just broiled through the hottest October ever recorded. Trump EPA moves to weaken clean water standards again. Plus... They knew, and then they covered it up by putting out disinformation. They deceived not only the public, but they deceived policymakers and the media. Honolulu and Maui sue big oil for climate damages. All of those big damages and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. And it is a remarkable thing that this president would skip a UN climate change <laughs> summit on an imaginary problem to address the very real problem of global persecution of believers. Yes, believers in an imaginary bearded flying man in the sky. Oh, we have gone off the rails. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Dizzy Doyen, the heat records continue, and it turns out they are not imaginary at all. <laughs> no, sadly, they are not. October 2019 was the hottest October ever recorded globally since record-keeping began in the 1880s, edging past the previous record set just in 2015. That's according to the European Union's Earth Monitoring Service, Copernicus, this week. NASA and NOAA will issue their report soon and are expected to reach similar conclusions. Just imagine. It's the fifth straight month in a 
row to break a new monthly record or near record for heat. Imagine that. On the same day as that October heat record was announced, 11,000 scientists publishing in the journal Bioscience issued a stark public statement declaring that, quote, planet Earth is facing a climate emergency and warning that humanity faces, quote, untold suffering due to the climate crisis. They state that climate impacts are here and are more severe and accelerating faster than previously predicted. But they also said that the damages can be mitigated if we undertake major transformations in the way society functions. They outlined six broad policy goals to address the problem, including replacing fossil fuels with clean energy, reducing pollutants like methane and carbon, and shifting our land use to restore ecosystems and stop deforestation. Meanwhile, out in the Pacific Ocean, rising sea surface temperatures are fueling powerful super typhoon Howlong. Forecasters say it is a powerful Category 5 plus because there is no Category 6 and it is now one of the top most powerful storms ever observed by satellite. Thankfully, however, super typhoon Howlong is not expected to impact land. How long is it expected to keep spinning? That's an excellent question. See what I did there? Yes, I see what you did there. Off the west coast of the U.S., a new study warns that rising ocean temperatures are triggering coastal ecosystem shifts and wreaking havoc on marine life. A California Department of Fish and Wildlife Service study has concluded that successive marine heat waves from 2014 to 2017 killed 90 percent of the underwater kelp forests that used to extend from San Francisco to Oregon. The marine heat wave also contributed to a mass die-off of 20 starfish species and with Without starfish around to keep them in check, voracious sea urchin populations exploded that helped to mow down the kelp forests. And even if you believe the climate change is imaginary, how do these people explain all of this death in the oceans? Another good question. Thank you. In the nation's capital, the Trump Environmental Protection Agency this week moved to weaken clean drinking water rules again, proposing changes to Obama-era standards governing the disposal of toxic coal ash waste and waste water from coal-fired power plants that's contaminated with toxins like arsenic and lead. Recent studies of U.S. coal plants' own data report that more than 90 percent of the nation's regulated coal ash repositories are leaking unsafe levels of toxic chemicals into nearby groundwater. Finally, some good news. In Hawaii, Maui County and the city of Honolulu have joined the growing list of state and local governments that are suing major oil companies for damages. The new lawsuits allege that the oil giants lied to the public and policymakers for decades about what they knew about climate change. And they seek compensation for the mounting costs and repairs from damages caused by rising sea levels and extreme weather. In a press conference, Honolulu Mayor Kirk Caldwell noted that taxpayers are already paying millions to repair damages caused by more frequent hurricanes and coastal erosion, and that new data projects the costs will be upwards of $75 billion to repair and relocate infrastructure. And this lawsuit will seek damages to mitigate the impacts of our climate crisis and to do repairs and other things that need to be done. They need to pay just like big tobacco needed to pay. Well, I can tell you the big fossil fuel companies may want to pretend still that this is all imaginary. It is absolutely not. And hopefully they will find out soon in a court of law. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your 
Green News Report. Just my imagination, just my imagination, just my imagination, it was just my imagination, just my imagination, just my imagination. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. He really cares about me. He has a surprise. He's cool. I, what a great guy. I love him. I love him. Oh my god. Uh sorry, I just saw the picture that Rain put in the chat room. Um oh my god. <laughs> and of course, welcome back to the program. Uh Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Again, congratulations to you and uh Scranton uh for uh, making great strides in American politics. We are proud. Yeah, you should be. I'm proud of you. And, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble. Uh, are you ready to get to some name-calling, and maybe we can take a few phone calls? I am. I'm also glad that I'm not in Atlanta, dressed in blackface at the Blacks for Trump rally. Were, were they in blackface, too? I, that woman, that, the woman was not, I can't figure out the man. Go back and look it at that doesn't, picture. I'm looking at it. It doesn't look like he, it to me. But he looks like no, he's got some tan shit going on on his face. You know, I yeah, bet I you anything their fucking last names are is black, and they thought it'd be funny to co-op that. I, they, I'm telling you, that guy, he looks like he just is wearing too much CoverGirl. I don't know. Maybe he's got the orange dip that uh, Trump gets. I think it's just because his wife is pale. Is Could she be. really pale? Yeah. Yeah, she's well, got she's, she's got a lot of pancake on. And yeah, and the well, lipstick is way too red. All right. Here we go. Anyway. <laughs> For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing. Here. You want to mess around? source of energy known to womankind uh and uh all right let's get straight to the biscuits all right there you go Uh, we don't have any uh, themes tonight um not really let's just keep it we'll we'll we'll, uh um oh man i should come up with a theme real quick all right here's the theme i was thinking mexican food because why not Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Mexican food works for me. I cooked a whole batch of tortilla soup for tomorrow, by the oh, way. Oh, very nice. Well, stop. Stop saying what you've cooked, because then I can't give it away. Okay. All right. Mexican or Latino food. Mexican, South American. First person up in the chat room, we have Mr. Adam Hebert. Oh, uh, we'll give him a nice uh, beef enchilada. Oh, man. Francie. Uh, we'll give her a tall, cool glass of horchata. 
Heather. Uh, Heather will say, um, oh, lovely Pico de Gallo. Oh, and my some chips. God. The horchata. Is that a that's a cocktail? Horchata? Right? No, no, no. Horchata is a uh, rice water uh, with cinnamon. Um, it's delicious. And if you ever have a hangover and you're at a Mexican restaurant, get that because okay. it will make you feel so much better. It's so good, so good. Okay. It tastes it tastes like cold liquid rice pudding, basically, but better. Oh, okay. So, see, all right. I learned something tonight. There you go. Um, next up we have Jay Collie. Jay Carly can have a torta with, um, we'll say with uh, maybe flank steak torta. Next up, cat. Cat? Oh boy, I should know because we went to a Mexican restaurant in Columbus the last time we saw each other. Um, man, let me see. Uh, well, well, I'll, I'll play it safe in. Uh, Give cat uh, uh, a tostada, Ooh. a vegetarian tostada. Mm. Next up, we have Mr. Kenny Pick. That's oh. you. Well, no, I'm not. We're not doing. I, I, I'll run out of items if I have to do us too. All so. right. If it's Kenny, I'm gonna go with chorito. Okay, I'll, I'll do I, that. I think I just made that up, but you you quite possibly did. Uh, I think I did. So, <laughs> Ken, Ken Senior. Hi, Dad. You can have a beef burrito. Living on Long Island. Living on Long Island. You know what? I think he might like just you know maybe maybe. Uh, uh, oh, I know what he'd like. Uh, uh, Pollo Loco. Oh. But Pollo Loco okay. is different everywhere. It is. It's crazy. It is. It's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have oh Joe Marnus. Joe, I'd like you know. I I think I'd like Joe to have some nice queso dip and chips to go with it. Yes. Meow goodness. Meow. I could take that. Oh, but we're not supposed to do ourselves. Damn it. Meow goodness, meow goodness. I will uh, say huevos rancheros. Michelle in South Florida. Michelle in South Florida. I would say um, let's give her a uh, corn tortilla chicken taco. No. Oh. We have president. Uh, president uh, gets a quesadilla. Quesadilla. Mm -hmm. Oh. Quesadilla. My me. You. Rain. Well, you can have the tortilla soup that you made the other day. I am going to have that tomorrow. I'm going to eat the <laughs> shit out of it. Is that With melted cheese. Chicken chicken tortilla soup? I hope you didn't put yes. shit in it. Yes. Okay. Chicken, oh, corn, beans. What what, oh uh, gosh, what, so what, what kind of chicken? Uh, what what part of the chicken did you put in it? Um, no. I used chicken, the little mini, the wings from the chicken legs. You know, when you do chicken wings. Okay, yeah. So I like to eat the flats, and we always save the other part. Put the that dings? in there. Put some chicken put breast. The, you put the dings in or the wings in? Yep. So. <laughs> the dings. The dings. Right. The, the dings. dings in. The beaks? No. The, the no beaks, beaks and the beaks and flippers. Gumbo. Beaks and flippers. Not, not the gumbo. But, yeah, it's, oh, my God. Right now I have it outside cooling down. All right. But, yeah, it's so good. Well, so good. Next? And I'll be honest with you, I supplemented it with 
Aldi's Southwestern Chicken Breasts. Sounds good. So, it is delicious. I really want to eat more of it. Who's next? Uh, Rocky Mountain Mike. Oh, Rocky Mountain Mike. Uh, Let me see. Rocky Mountain Mike. I think we should uh, let him have... um, Boy, I'm running out of objects here. I want to make sure that I do this right. Can I can I jump in? Um, sure. Colorado burrito. Colorado burrito. That's not that's not really in the spirit of things. I thought it was Mm-mm. fun. Mm-mm. Uh, okay. Well, all right. How about gor- oh, gorditas. Oh, uh, gorditas. A yeah, gor- there you go. Dita. Okay, that works. All right. Okay. Um, we have Theo. Uh, we'll give him some fine homemade guacamole. Guacamole. You can have chips. Uh, Trojan with, Rabbit. With, with blue corn chips. Trojan Rabbit. Oh, yes. Trojan Rabbit. Oh, here we go. Trojan Rabbit. Here we go. Well, let me see. Maybe you can have some fruit bats or breakfast cereals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Trojan Rabbit, uh, let's, let's say, um, I've given out enchilada, we'll go with, we've given out tostanas, um, let me see, oh, a tamale, yes, a lovely tamale, we'll go with, uh, we'll we'll go with, um, maybe a, um, oh, uh, what's the Spanish word for pork, um, What's, what's oh, pork? pork? Come on, what, um, is it, what does it say at what? Chipotle? It says at Chipotle what the different Chipotle meats are. It's not Spanish for anything. Chipotle no, I'm saying the restaurant Chipotle. It is, but when you, when you look at the meats that they put on it, what's it, what's it called? What's the pork called? Oh, oh the pork. Yeah, it's like mm. it has pollo, it has carnitas, and it has. <laughs> oh my search? God! Um. Go do a Google search. You're going surfing on the internet. <laughs> we all are, right? Uh, I'm not. Per- I'm I'm too busy. Pernil? Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, chorizo. We'll give them a chorizo tamale if they make chorizo. it. Chorizo. Trojan rabbit el porco. That is bullshit. Stop that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> porco is not dead yet. All right. Spanish for pork. What is Spanish pork? Oh, it says uh, cerdo, cerdo, cerdo. No, <laughs> that's not right. Carne asada. No, carne steak. Yes. No, it's just a soft part of the body which covers the bones and animals' meat. <laughs> cerda. Whatever. No, cerda or cerdo. That that's not what they call it. I forget what they call it. So anyway, well, never mind. Uh, but anyway, this, this ends our bilingual lesson. Yeah, but I. What did you barbacoa? Barbacoa is well, that what Susan said? None of us really are educators. So. You said barbacoa. You quiero taco bell. So barbacoa. barbacoa. Is it barbacoa? Barbacoa oh. pork in Spanish. There you go. Oh, it's like barbecue. Barbacoa beef. No. Some oh my God. Uh, yeah. All right. 
Uh, here we go. <laughs> Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin. He was not at all afraid to kill in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a bowl. Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken. To have his kneecap split and his body burned away. And his limbs all hacked and mangled, brave Sir Robin. His head smashed in and his heart cut out and his liver removed and his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off and his penis... That's, that's, uh, that's enough music for now, lads. Don't say penis in this house! All right, there we go. I think people saw that coming. In the air tonight. Uh, I can see the sadders <laughs> in the air tonight. All right, whatever. Um, so... <laughs> All right, please call the show. Please stop us. Save us from our insanity. 330-536. Yeah, save us from ourselves. 330-536-1466. Again, 330-536-1466. I will put that number in the chat room. Somebody made fun of me the other day on Twitter. for, for Somebody made fun of me on Twitter the other day for giving out the number. They were like, oh, I don't think, I don't think Kenny needs to give out the number. We all know it. So, oh, the Suze is calling in. So, what? Hi, the Suze. Are you there? Can you hear us? Suze? Suze, no. God damn it. Skype's not letting me on fucking phone numbers. Uh, try again, again, Susan. Try again. Well, I, I, it forced me to, to upload it again or to, to reinstall it. So, something's going on. All right. So, uh, you know what? I just want to take some chorizo and put it up Skype's butt. I don't even know what's going on. That would be delicious and marinated and a slow cook. I'm in a I'm in a I'm in a Latin cooking mood tonight. Yeah, I just tried to add another phone number and uh, unable to add participant number unavailable. Oh uh. my god! So yeah, here we go. Just dumping calls left and right. It's not working, folks. Uh, so, yeah, the number's not working. Don't call. Uh, yeah. Number not working again. Again. Sorry. Anyway, this is my luck. So if we want to this go back to the luck. conversation earlier, it was Gene Carroll who was suing Trump for defamation. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, people keep calling. So, let me just dump the call because I keep adding. Are you there? Hello? Nope. Number's not working. Sorry, guys. If you're listening, number's not working. Um, Sorry, you suck yeah. so hard. Trying again. Numbers. Hello? Are you there? Nope. Number's not working, guys. Sorry. I don't know what's going on. I had to reinstall Skype tonight, so it's an issue. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, go ahead, Rain. Uh, I'll just keep letting people down while you talk. Oh, okay, um, hey, oh, okay, last night, Sean Hannity threatened everybody. Did you hear about that? I did. I, I, I saw it. I read a little bit about that. And, and, uh, yeah, he was like, don't even come after me. 
I know this isn't really that good, but I just no, I responded it's, it's to him funny. said uh, quid pro client number three. Oh yeah, and he but he then did he respond? Stop it. <laughs> no, no, he didn't respond. I'm nobody. I literally I'm nobody. But I think that Sean Hannity is actually getting a little nervous. Yeah. Oh, well, now, hey, I, I, we did something right. Rocky Mountain Mike said all this Mexican food talk has made me hungry. Quests for food now. See you. Bye, Mike. We drove him away. Eat up. No, he's going oh, to get some food. It. So I'm glad. If, we if, drove him south of the border. If we can satiate somebody's appetite on the show. That, or, well, you know, or at least, you know, uh, you know, get somebody's appetite kick-started. Telling you, we've, come we've, by. We've done Rocky our job. Mike. My wets wet their appetite. Yes. My tortilla soup is the shit. It's so, really shit. good. It really is delicious. Again, it's uh, the yeah. It's again, the my apologies, everybody, uh, for the the phone not working. I'll just have to uninstall and reinstall and see what happens and test it over the weekend again. Again, oh. we could pretend to call each other. Oh yeah, there we go. Do you want me to call you? Um, yeah, why don't you call? That makes, well, here, that makes no sense. Here, let me. It, since Suze was the first to call in, let me uh, let me see if I can add her to the call. I'll see if I can call her. We'll do kind of a reverse call. It. Oh, hi! I heard the toilet flush. Um, so, <laughs> see, okay, I'm laughing because I remember that time when I literally uh, forgot yeah. to mute. Uh, yeah, no, it's happened before. So, uh, Susan, I'm calling your phone so you can be on. So. I know. I know. I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> I, at least we can see if reverse call-in works and, and Susan can talk to us. Hi there, what? Suze. Maybe it works. Well, reverse call-in works. Reverse call-in works. People what? can't call me, but I can call you, uh, of course. The prettiest girl in Cleveland. There you go. That's me, the prettiest girl in Cleveland. What? Hi, All Suze. Right. Hi. Hi. Hi, Sue. Hi, Joe. How are you? How well, are you, I'm here. Yeah. You're lucky that you worked for a place like that. This is what I wanted to whine about. I oh. worked for a major mortgage corporation, and they had a file that was, like, huge on one guy, and they would do nothing. Uh. Nothing. Nothing. International Mortgage Company. Just one guy sexually harassing tons and tons of girls that went through there. They just did nothing. It was like immense. But yeah. That's, that's just private corporations. You know what I mean? Like I, I just I hate it. They should the have implemented really the uh they should have impl implemented how to treat dames in the workplace at your job. Oh you lady gals <laughs> with your lady parts. Oh, yeah, don't stare yeah. at the getaway sticks too long or their sweater meat or you'll get in trouble. I've never heard the term sweater meat before. <laughs> I find that thoroughly disturbing. But It really is. <laughs> sweater it's meat? Sweater is meat? Yeah, I've never heard of I swear meat. to God, I, that was like in, in Porky's or something like that. One of those movies. Well, sweater yeah. meat. So. I do like that, that tone you use. I do like the tone you use. Like, Why, oh, sure. Well. All the dames love the way I talk. Um, <laughs> All the dames. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Susan's oh, right. I mean, that's something that 
I can't believe we haven't. Oh God, we really haven't progressed as much as we'd like, or I would have liked to see us progress. I mean, again, I said this: Kenny, well, Joe, sure. Bob, um, the guys in our chat room, allies. Yeah. But but we haven't really progressed. The fact no, that not really. The fact that Donald Trump Jr. Ah, I think it was a few steps forward and a few steps back. You know what I mean? I do. I yeah. I I agree. Well, I do. I'll tell you what. You guys. I, uh, I know you sound like you just got done you. running a marathon, Suze. Well, she I just. I, she. I enjoy talking to you, but my friends in the driveway. Oh, I did, bye. Love um, you. I gotta run. Tell Shannon right. I said hi. Love you guys. Don't let her in. She'll be all really right. loud. So, all right. So. <laughs> I was just making a joke earlier about uh, our friend Shannon. Her inside voice is about like my outside voices. Aww. I hope she doesn't. Bye, Sus. Yeah, she's gone. So, uh, but yeah. So anyway, let fuck it. Let's just go to break. Let's go to break. I'm sorry, guys. I, you know, I'm sorry for my rage in the first part of the show because I things weren't think working you out. Stop apologizing. And now I'm sorry that that Skype is being a miserable bag of shit. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and go to the break. I think we're still having a good show, right, everybody? I think we are. We I think are. we are. You know. So, uh, no apologies. That first 15 minutes was just like me going, rah, 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 rah. But, you know, other than that, uh, Joe did get some positive information out in the first 15. So, that's good. I, I did. I did, yeah. So, uh, but uh, I, I, I would declare, I, I declare the first uh my my first my opening monologue is bankrupt on the show. I declare <laughs> bankruptcy. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. I declare yeah. break time. That would be accurate to say. <laughs> so. All right. Let's go ahead and go to the break. We'll be right back with more. Turn up the night right after this. I bring you a message, a message few of you will be able to believe, a message of great importance, a message I alone was able to read in the fires of the universe. But be not afraid, my friends. I also bring you the means with which to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Remember that. Bring your friends here. Indie Media Weekly Radio. For those who dare. It is timely, quantifiable, and oratund. You know what that means? No. Listen, learn, read on at IndieMediaWeekly.com. And now, on with the show. Go! Fuck! Oh! Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is 
leaves aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! would help if I turn up my microphone and welcome back to the final hour of the week this weekend edition of turn off the night with Kenny Pick broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide and uh, joining me uh, on the program as always Mr. Joe Santoris of Scranton Pennsylvania the electric city hello I'm here I am here excellent and I had to mute again once uh, once again to clear my throat because my god the phlegm rain with this change of season uh, it is rough but rain from Four Freedoms Blog Washington DC welcome back to the program I am with you my brother in phlegm oh my god it is terrible it's it's the phlegm the change of the season the allergies just yep dry heat <sighs> All of it, all of it. Well, I forgot to do this with every, anything, everything that was going on, and uh, let me see if I have. Um, uh, let me see if I still have this. Uh, no. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. This is super old. I don't know if it's gonna hand stand up. Uh, wait a minute. Let, let me try this. Uh. I'm gonna sit right down and write Kenny Pick. There you go. This is ancient. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, th that's, uh, I, I should probably stop that because I don't want to get dinged for playing more than fair use. But, uh, yeah, I, I just remembered I, I did that a long time ago. But yeah, uh, listener mail, everybody. Uh, we've done this, uh, for, uh, uh last several shows. But Caitlin Chris uh, has been uh, sending me emails about the podcast. So I love her. So me too. And uh, here it is. The full body. My home internet sucks. So until stuff gets downloaded, I can't listen. Anyway, Halloween. Happy belated anniversary to Miles and Michelle. Favorite candy, 1,000 grand. And no real face costume. No real face costume? No real mm. face costume. <laughs> okay uh tuesday nat's white house visit i agree with rain about uh tradition also the st louis blues went to the white house uh for the same reason though uh the or the orange meanie looked like he didn't know what hockey was <laughs> no he, he doesn't caitlin he doesn't know what hockey yeah. is uh and davenport she says she used to live near davenport iowa what, why were we talking about Davenport? Iowa. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't know. Sondland, Frangela has a saying, why do rich white men get to revise their lies? <laughs> That's I, true. That I, is I, true. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, that was my big question. Is he, is, 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 did he perjure himself? He did. So, but I guess since he's well, rich he got, and white. He got, he got caught. It's like. Yeah. shoplifting getting arrested in the parking lot and saying well i'll go in and pay for it <laughs> i think it's a little different than that though i i do it should in this be case, and it, I, for rich I know, white guys I know. it looks like it's, it's but different. i think that he got caught perjuring himself mm. and then and she says i uh, really think ahead. i think that they they actually came back and said are you, you sure you meant lawyer. that 
do you want to come back and make sure you know what you're talking about? Because um, the Democrats don't really have the time to mishigabob around all of this. Yeah. Well, they, we gotta, uh, I'm not saying, you know, it's good to excuse him or anything like that, but that motherfucker yeah. really needed to clear up his testimony because he was going to go to jail. He still might, but they wanted him mm-hmm. to get his shit straight because take a look at all the other testimony and all of the stuff, all of these transcripts that are coming yeah. out. So uh, Nunez, I, I agree yeah. with being pissed off about it, but... Uh, and she says, Nunez, since the impeachment process started, uh, I've been chanting, Devin's having a cow. Uh, Republican Devin version of couldn't re- pee a cow out. No, uh, that would Repu- be very painful. Republican versions of transcripts. Uh, can you have a version if they don't show up to the meetings? Hmm, that's a good question. Where did Rand, pa- yeah. Rand Paul get the possible name of the whistleblower? The Drudge Report. That's where he got it. Uh, and Breitbart and RT. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on Sessions running for his old Senate seat again? And she says, that's enough for me this go around. Well, (laughs) funny you bring up Jeff Sessions. Okay. I love Caitlin's email. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I'm sorry we didn't get to it sooner, but, you know, all the the headaches, um, you know, it happened. But, uh, yeah, so um, Jeff Sessions made an announcement today, everybody. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find it. Let me let me see if I can find uh, <laughs> Sessions uh, running for Senate. All right, Let's see if I can find this real quick. Uh, but yeah, uh, but it, it was funny because uh, um, I think Morning Joe uh, they derided Sessions' campaign announcement as his hostage tape or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't so. get it. He he did cut a hostage tape. Yeah, All right, so I'm looking to what see uh, if I can find white background. Since I don't have the audio for it, I want to see if I can actually find the find the transcript, and we'll have a we'll have a return of little Jeff. So uh, <laughs> little Jeff is coming back, everybody, whether you like it or not. Oh, uh, I'm back, baby. Hi, Jeff. Um, well, how you doing, darling? Well, I'm doing a little better than you. Are you sure about that? Because I'm running for my old Senate seat again. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Good for you, Jeff. Because I know the people of Alabama really do like you. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, you so-and-so, you better just watch (laughs) your lip, boy. Uh, but I want to tell you, I want to, I want to plead to all you nice people out there is I still love Donald Trump, but I've never said one ill word about him. I've stood by his side. I held and shook his Peter one time when he was taking a leak. And I really think, what? Jeff? What? He has said an awful lot of terrible things about you. He meant it from a place of love. No, no, Jeff, no. Do you know what, Jeff? Do you know what? That line that you just used is the same line that Roy Moore used against the people who accused him. I don't believe that for one second. I don't believe it. Roy Moore, he's a real stand-up guy. He takes care of kids. No, 
Yeah, d- Jeff. Yeah, he Jeff. sure does. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah, you know a truck that... stops and helps wayward youths. Oh. Jeff, do you know that that Donald Trump has made toilet paper with your face on it? Well, it's utilitarian, so I don't see any problem with that. Oh, good Lord, Jeff. Jeff, well, he wipes just, his ass with your face. Well, you know, I, I've been up in there a few times. It ain't so bad. Jeff, Jeff. Oh, dear. Jeff. Jeff, you're a shark collector. You get it? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I have this syndrome that, that I, I need sharks to, to help me with my syndrome. It's called Stockholm Syndrome. You ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, like we'd rather you run for Senate in Stockholm. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that's very funny. I might have laughed a little bit there, but that little hippie was, uh, that big hippie, I should say, was tickling me. <laughs> you laughed. I, I was not tickling you, you, Jeff. I was not. You <laughs> laughed at that. You laughed at that. What I, what I feel, what I really do feel. Okay, darling. Is that, is that um, I don't feel you, Jeff, by the way. Um, okay. What I do feel all, all jokes aside, is that uh-huh. Jeff Sessions is going to become a joke amongst the Trump Republicans. Do you, do you really think that? Yeah, I do. Well, you know what? I like making people laugh. I like making cookies in a tree, too. Well, I'm just... I'm d- Look, man, I'm, I'm not your supporter, but, but yep, I'm telling you. I know. Just, Beware. Okay. Beware of what? Mitch, McC- Mitch McConnell doesn't want you to run. Oh, I think, I don't know about that. He, he seems like a real nice guy. Yeah. He's, he seems He's like a... he really cares about the country and not just his own yeah. personal interest. Oh, well, I think you, Jeff, it's nice to talk to you, Jeff. It's real good talking to you too, darling. I'm back. I'm back. Oh yeah, Jeff. Uh, did you see that that gift that uh, Donald sent you? It's a uh, it's marked antifreeze. Oh you yeah. Just suck that right up with a straw. Yeah. Oh. Just is that that, that, that nice stuff. that blue Kool Aid that they they serve it? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like that. That's yeah. Good. That's it. Get yourself I mean, a. Get yourself Jeff, a plastic straw. It cleans me right out if I'm constipated. I like it. <laughs> yeah, which is most of the time. I understand. Well, you know, when, when well, you... Well, we always say you're you're full of shit, you know. Well, uh, well, no, I'm mostly full of Tootsie Rolls I found in a cat box around here. That's the same as shit, Jeff. What do you... What, no. Yeah. No, yes. that ain't trip. No. Yes, no, no, that is... You're no, just pulling no. my tiny leg now. I'm not... I wouldn't pull anything on you, Jeff. Are you sure no. about that, darling? I am I am sure. Tootsie Rolls out of the litter box are poop. It's poop. Well, I'll tell you what. If I eat them and I think about my love for Donald Trump, they taste like filet mignon. Yeah, okay. Well. All right, I got to go now. I got a Senate race to run. See you, Jeff. You're going to run it. <laughs> right into the ground, I'm assuming. So. 
That's what I think. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Did, how many listeners did we lose? <laughs> Everybody. No, I don't think we did. They're all gone. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. I think they were just hanging on the edge of their seats uh, to see what little Jeff had to say. But, uh, yeah, I think They're he encapsulated his little, uh, you know, Stockholm Syndrome uh, uh, moments there. You know, he, he thinks Stockholm Syndrome is a treatable disease by huffing sharts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so. yeah, that's... Uh, well, he lives in a tree and he's out on a limb. How about that? <laughs> His video was amazing. His video was really uh, amazing. It was. Here, let's let's see if we can just go on. I, I think I can uh, get on Twitter and, and uh, bring that up on my phone. Uh, so, all right. And Jeff Sessions has uh, 15 tweets on his account. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. And he's been on Twitter for uh five years i believe sessions ad yeah there it is all right let me see if we can uh get this going on on uh <laughs> jeff session is back to take trump's abuse and cement his rancid legacy <laughs> all right now that's not what i wanted no come on is it gonna play or is that no it's just a picture god damn it i want the actual ad guys come on uh, I, let me, I gave you the tweet to it if that helps. Um. Well, I'm trying to pull got, it up on my phone. Well, I'm pulling it up on my phone, so I, okay. I so I can play it through the microphone here. Uh, okay. Let's see. Sessions. Sessions. There we go. So we can just pull up. Uh... Oh yeah, you got it. But I don't know if that's going to be loud enough. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not going to be loud. No. All right, here we go. I got it. I got it. I went to his actual. Uh... All right, here, here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause it and start up. Here we go. Here's Jeff Sessions' new campaign ad. Everybody. Jeff Sessions here. I approved this ad when I left President Trump's cabinet. Did I write a tell-all book? No. Did I go on CNN and attack the president? No. Have I said a crossword about our president? Not one time. And I'll tell you why. First, that would be dishonorable. I was there to serve his agenda, not mine. Second, the president's doing a great job for America and Alabama, and he has my strong support. There it was. So. <laughs> Stop it. So yeah, I, I I I didn't realize. Yeah, I could just put it right through, put the effect on the microphone there. So the effect on the microphone actually sounded like little Jeff. I, that well, that was the same. That was the little Jeff effect. So. Oh my God, that was beautiful. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. It was uh, it was on the fly there, but yeah. So I love the president. He ain't done nothing wrong. He's done a great job. I totally support him. Oh wait, or. <laughs> I love the president. He ain't done nothing wrong. I totally support him, and I want a hug from him next time I see him. And I hope it's a nice long one. Then he just pats my head a little bit for a while. Yeah. No, that's no. <laughs> no. And then he shits in your mouth. I, I well, they, get the he calls that a chocolate sundae. <laughs> With the little orange slop on top. Oh, God. So. <laughs> Cotton candy. 
I mean, I kind of get the feeling that he did this ad to try to appeal to, and I heard this said on, I, I, I think it was MSNBC or WTOP, our local, our local news channel, where he's trying to really appeal to Alabama Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to work. I, uh, yeah. Do you all know how this is going to work? I, I have no fucking idea. Because, I mean, Trump supporters, they're Seems cultists. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. I the mean, because they reason, wanted him. The reason why we have mm-hmm. Mueller is because of Sessions. The The thing is, uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, people wanted, uh, I mean, people want blood with sessions uh, the the cultists i'm sorry not people <laughs> i i made a mistake i made an oopsie there um the they live crowd uh the trump cultists they want blood from sessions so i don't know uh, had trump come out before this ad it would have said to me trump was signaling he wanted uh sessions to come out and be you know play play nice or whatever but I just don't get this. I mean, this just came out of nowhere, right? Just yesterday was was the first inkling of this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, unless Sessions is going at it, assuming that... Because he, he was... Who has um, his seat now? He was senator for, what, four terms? 24 years? Who, who's in his Senate seat right now? Um, Doug Jones, Democrat. Doug Jones. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Dougie Jones. Very easily lose that seat. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I, I, I forgot. I, I still have the uh, the Twin Peaks uh, clip for that. Uh. Dougie. Dougie Jones. What a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doug Jones is not really popular there. Now here's the beauty part. Okay. Roy Moore is going to primary Jeff yes. Sessions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> here's the beauty part. And, and I tell you who's what, Donald Trump? who's he going to endorse? I, that's what I'm thinking, Joe. I know. I mean, today, today he was asked. Today, Trump was asked about that, and he was like, "Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know. The pedophile, or the or the file. or, or, the, or the 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 uh, traitor to the cult." I mean. Wow. It, it, Put it that Jeff way. Sessions is literally trying to get back on the good side of Donald Trump. Well, I'll tell you what. If Roy Moore is running, I man, it, it's hard to say. It is so. I, I would say that pedophilia would be more forgivable for for an egomaniac like Trump. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and I, I salute be- you, Donald Trump, for forgiving me for that. All those little girls. Roy Moore never betrayed Donald Trump. I never betrayed you. I kept having sex with children like you did. That's 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 right. I love Jeffrey Epstein just like you did. Oh my God! By the way, I see a whole bunch of Trump cultists out there saying, "Who killed Jeffrey Epstein?" Oh my God! Yeah. Well, there was that. There was that goofball guy on uh, Jesse Waters' show yes. or whatever on Fox News and. And he was like, "I'd like to throw out a uh, PSA out there. If you should, if if you don't have the the ability to have a service dog, and if you don't have, you know, you shouldn't own one. And also, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Yes. 
You know, and that started like a whole thing, a whole internet meme where people would just leave a comment. And also, Jeffrey Epstein did kill himself. It'd be yes. like, oh, well, I haven't seen this movie, but I'm really looking forward to it. And also, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, everybody so. knows he didn't kill himself. Everybody knows that the Clintons but, murdered uh, him. And Hillary, Hillary buried, went in there and did it herself. And the body she took her server and her email. She well, Mission Impossible her style. And wrapped it around his neck. Oh my God! And I'm telling you, the body is buried in a pizza joint in D.C., <laughs> where they run their sex trafficking ring. <laughs> That's not pizza by Alfredo. Um, so. No. 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 Pizza All right. Let's. By death. Let's. Let's get to the one audio clip. Uh, uh, living on Long Island was actually prescient. Prescient. The uh, the one audio clip that survived uh, everything tonight uh, was uh, Trump with one of his heliprompter speeches. I had so many heliprompter clips for you guys tonight. This is the only one that survived. John Let's. I'm sorry. And this is about how well he knows uh, Sondland. Um, what's Sondland's first name? Oh. Um, I don't know. It's Sondland. I don't care about his first name, no. personally. Anyway, so Sondland, who, uh, you know, the rich Ambassador dude. to the EU. Yeah, Gordon. Is it Gordon Sondland? Gordon. I think yeah, could it be. is. Yes. Uh, yeah, so this is, the. Uh, he, he was asked, you know, oh, what did you think about him changing his testimony? Sondland said at the beginning of September, he presumed there was a quid pro quo. Then there was a telephone call to you on September the 9th. Had he ever talked to you prior to that telephone call? Let, let me just tell you, I, I hardly know the gentleman. Oh. But this is the man who said there was no quid pro quo. And he still says that. And he said that I said that. No. And he hasn't changed that testimony. So this is a man that said, as far as the president is concerned, there was no quid pro quo. Everybody that's testified, even the ones that are Trump haters, they've all been fine. They don't have anything. No, 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 no. Bullshit. Bullshit. No bullshit. He's, he's really slow on the uptake, isn't he? I barely know the gentleman. He only gave a million dollars. How many millions of dollars did he give to the inauguration? One million. One, mi one million. He only gave a million dollars to the inauguration. I'm working on my heliprompter Trump voice. It's Where it's so got to be gravelly and loud all the time. Anyway. But, uh, guys. Guys. It's, it's all bullshit. He doesn't seem to understand that Sondland revised his testimony. Uh, he, he he admitted that he well, did, but he was like, "Oh, and it was it was fine then, and it's fine now." He said earlier. He said he was a good man and a great American. Right now, he hardly knows him. I, I hardly know him. Boy, I can't wait! I can't wait till they indict uh, Rudy Giuliani. Oh, and we say I, I, he was never my attorney. He worked on a few things for me. Who's this Rudy Googly Eyeballs? I don't know. He worked on a few things for me. I don't know. Uh, he might have uh, given me some advice off the record. I, I will be the hero. My attorney. <laughs> I will be the hero. I do really feel like Donald Trump is not keeping up with how fast everything is happening. Regarding As God is my witness. 
I will be the hero! Regarding I'll the impeachment I swear on a stack of Bibles, I'll be the hero! I'll tell you who's not keeping up is Lindsay. Oh, Flimsy. I mean, he's got no more pearls to clutch. I mean, he's got no more. He's no. all out of cur pearls. Oh, he's climbing down no, into the sewers with Pennywise not, trying I'm to find... I'm not paying attention yeah. to any of this anymore. Yeah. I'm not reading yeah. anything. Uh, no, he's no, I, his, I can't hear you. He's in his ears and going... Nanny, nanny, boo-boo. I can't hear you. La, la, la. I took my last two pearls and I shoved them down in my ear canal. Yeah. Fucking flimsy gram. Flimsy glam. I'm not going to read the transcript. I'm not going to listen to that. I've written off the whole process. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's here's me being badass, in my opinion. If he's not going to okay. read the transcripts or not doing anything, then when he does come to the Senate, yeah. then perhaps he should recuse himself and not vote at all. Because he's not doing his job. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But he's not going to because he's... He's he's a career hack. He, he, you know, you want to talk about you know Trump always wants to cluck about fake news. Let's talk about fake patriots. Yeah. Let's talk about Mitch McConnell. Let's talk about Lindsey Graham. I mean, I I, I I disagree with a lot of things, and you know the the that McCain did. I still as much as it, as many criminal things I think McCain was involved in with the Keating five and his, you know, yes. bomb Iran stuff and everything like that. I still believe that somewhere in his heart, he thought he was being a Patriot, even though he was, you know, uh, uh, he believed it. Lindsey Graham doesn't believe what he knows until he says it. Just like Trump. Well, yeah, after the Keating 5 thing, Lindsey Graham had his name signed to one of those campaign finance reform laws. Yeah. I, I can't remember who the Democrat was. It was bipartisan. Oh, now, Cat um, says Lindsey would not be stuffing his pearls in his ear canals. Oh, now, <laughs> now. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. I'm not. I'm not reading anywhere where I can stuff my pearls. Well, my stars and garters. Well, might be close to the garters. Uh, so, <laughs> how far do those garters go up, flimsy? Flimsy. He washed. He washed balls. I have no idea how they got up there. Oh no, my last strand. Um, <laughs> they rolled, done rolled just, down into he, the he's sewers. He's become such a disappointment. A disappointment? Lindsey yeah. Graham? Yeah. He could never disappoint No. Me. I know. Well, no okay. shit. I mean, my point is, is that, you know... It look. seemed like he, he had something redeemable in his in his soul. He's the guy did. who said if we nominate Donald Trump, the Republican Party gets what they deserve. Like, so we can talk about his partisanship, which has been there forever, right? Well, maybe, maybe that was a boning that Lindsey th thought they deserved, uh, and he was uh, receptive to. My point is, is that he just he took a turn 
And and I know I'm like, I don't know if you call it the gish gallop or whatever you call it. Lindsey Graham was always Lindsey Graham. Yeah. But I do remember him being the guy who's like, Donald Trump is not a good guy. He's a bad guy. He's going to screw up our party. And now he's a full-on Trumper. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all right, we got we got to go to the break. Uh, so um, we're gonna we're not gonna do Mad Libs because I'm just not in the mood. I'm sorry. We'll get back to Mad Libs. I promise. I got to kind of freshen them up, and uh, uh, it's it, the, my most of my books are mostly full. So we're gonna have to. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to search for here. Here, Wolf. Do you need us to send you new Mad Libs? No, I don't. I can. I, I can okay. do that. Um, no, I have more. I just need to. Um, I just need to make sure that I'm. Uh, you know, I just need to get the books in order a little bit better. Um, okay. I'm, working, I'm straightening out my room here because it started to accumulate too much stuff, and I'm gonna be taking some stuff out to the garage and the attic and blah 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 blah. But uh, anyway, I, I decided we haven't heard this in a while because Halloween month has passed. It's been gone, and uh, figure for Republicans, uh, they they could they they need uh, an outreach from us right now in the form of a macaroni song. Ah, I think I know the one. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, here we go. Macaroni coming up. You know the song. We'll be right back. Turn up the Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air you. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking uh. fingers in the air what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive through when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart 
what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right, they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. I am Miles Lagant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio. Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, our host Adam Hebert will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Hello, listener. I have a very special offer for you today. Are you interested in listening to a group of middle-aged white people talk about geeky subjects once a week? Very refreshing and new, I know! Me and my friends at First Table Gaming enjoy having roundtable discussions on important and intelligent dumb shit. For example, why doesn't Magneto just use the Earth's molten core to put us all out of our collective misery? Can he even control lava? What is even in lava? How can anyone actually know what the core is made of? Does Wonder Woman have a favorite color? 
Find out more about this useless information by listening to the Lunatic Parade podcast. We stream every week. Catch us on Fridays at 10.15 or Saturdays at 7 Eastern Standard Time here on Indie Media Weekly. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Welcome back to the final segment of this weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, uh, broadcasting worldwide on Indie Media Weekly, as heard on TuneIn and Live 365. I need to talk about this for a minute uh, because we have currently have two encoders, and I'm trying to get them merged uh, to where... People are listening, and, and right now we currently have a few listeners over on Live 365. If that's one of you in the chat room right now, let me know if you're listening on Live 365, uh, because I need to figure out... I, uh, here's the thing. I have two encoders, and both of them eventually need to point to Live, 3, Live 365 and tune in. Currently, I have one going through CentovaCast that needs to migrate, so it's it's kind of it, it's kind of annoying and confusing right now. But if anybody in our chat room, any of our regular listeners, are listening on Live three sixty five, uh, let us know. If you are listening on Live three sixty five and you want to join us in the chat room, you can go to kennypick.com or go to indiemediaweekly.com and find turn up the night in the pull down menu and and basically our our chat room is the same for all of the the indiemediaweekly.com uh shows so it's chat tango it's pretty easy to find easy to set up a username but if you're listening on live 365 and you've not yet been to indie media weekly please come join us make your and we'll read your comments on the show so um but uh but yeah so uh anyway we'll we'll figure things out we got it because we we have to migrate things because of the license and everything uh and obviously i've been a little distracted lately because of uh missing kitty and uh billy i hope he comes home but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens so our sweets our sweet summer baby so uh, but anyway, um, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and get back into it. Um, and who knows, we might have some people who are Trump supporters listening on live through live 365. If you don't come to the chat room, I'll just assume you're a Trump supporter. So, and if you are a Trump supporter and you're listening, I'd be curious to see what you had to say about our show. <laughs> uh, so anyway, all right, let's go ahead and, um, figure out how we're going to end up uh, you know wrap up the show and uh and i don't even know but yeah so uh 
Uh, all right. So, Joe, uh, what are some other standout stories of the week for you? I mean, there's there was a lot from Trump with the heliprompter today. Um, a lot of a lot of bullshit, a lot of lies. You know, eh, the standard. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. par for the course, modus operandi. Uh, I've been wondering, actually, what is uh, John Bolton up to here? Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, tonight there was a report that his lawyer is dangling this idea that he's got a lot of stuff to say that hasn't been said yet. and Basically, he could blow the lid off this whole thing. Uh-huh. And he doesn't understand why the Democrats aren't pursuing him. Mm-hmm. Sort of like taunting them to pursue him. Now... Just, just to, to clarify what happened here this week. His associate, Mr. Kupperman, was supposed to appear this week in front of the committees. And they had issued him a subpoena. And he said, well, he'd be happy to honor the subpoena. But he was torn between... Kupperman was one of uh, uh, John Bolton's uh, assistants. Uh, he, um, he was... Torn between the president telling him not to, torn between and the subpoena. Well, like a fool. I wouldn't call them lovers, but anyway, it's a good he song. He was torn, but I know what you're saying. So he said, "He said, well, what I'd like to do is uh, hear from the court, and if the court orders me to honor the subpoena, why, by all means, I'd be happy to testify and spill the beans." Uh huh. Problem with that is the court set the court date for December 10th. And the committee says, no, 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 we're not playing this game. We're not going to court like a month from now. Argue over the subpoena. And then have it appealed to the Superior Court. And then have it appealed to the Supreme Court. And then we'll be uh, looking at this like next September. No, we're not playing that game. So what what the Democrats did on the committee is pull the subpoena. They said, forget it. And they asked the court to dismiss the case. Mm hmm Okay. That was Kupperman. Now, Trump's lawyer, or uh, Bolton's lawyer, said that they would abide by whatever happened with the Kupperman case. Well, the Kupperman case has been pulled because the Democrats said, fuck it. We got enough on yes. this guy. We don't need to play this this uh, this strung-out game with the courts. We're not going to play rope-a-dope, as they put it. Fuck it. We'll pull the subpoena. We'll ask the court to uh, dismiss the case. And uh, that's the end of that. Well, now, tonight, Bolton is saying, well, now, why is it going to go? His lawyer's going, well, now, why would you go and do that? Yeah. He's got a lot to say. Stuff that you haven't even heard yet. Wow. If you could hear what he wants to tell you, whoa. But, yeah. you know, if you don't want us to come, that's on you. He's telling the Democrats. In other yeah. words, give us a subpoena. But the Democrats are resisting giving him a subpoena. Because they said, no, we don't want to do this. Then you're going to go to going to file a suit. The court's going to say, well, sometime in January we'll hear the case. And we don't want that shit. We're not playing that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And, the but then, the but, 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 but Bolton's lawyer keeps saying, yeah, but don't you want to hear what he has to say? This is the part I don't understand, Joe. Yeah, we do want to hear what he has to say. Everybody wants to hear what he has to say. I'll come and he say doesn't. It. He doesn't work for the government anymore. Well, what he's looking for is political cover, because let's face it, 
He's a conservative Republican. He's a neocon, and he wants to continue to work in the Republican Party. So he doesn't want to think that he came in voluntarily and blew the lid off. Yeah, Trump well, you know, that's on his career. So you know, he he wants he wants some political cover. Well, the courts ordered me to, you know. But he also knows that the courts aren't going to order him to until what? Maybe April. Yeah, I don't think that's. I mean, I, I I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Everything that Joe said is on point. Absolutely. This this whole entire idea that you know I've got something to say, subpoena me. I feel like you're still a freaking coward. You're a goddamn coward. If you have something to say, come forward and say it. Absolutely. If you don't just come like forward this, and the say author it, of that book. You are, yeah, you're just a coward. Period. Mr. Mr. Bolton is going to have to make a choice. Okay. You give him point. way too much credit. By you're going to have to make him a choice. Mr. Bolton. Well, Mr. Mustache. Well, Mr. Mustache. Has <laughs> to make a choice. He's got to come and say patriotism over party. Yeah. And what I saw was a violation of every conservative value I hold. Okay. And that using foreign policy foreign policy Oops, sorry. for that that hurt. For foreign our foreign policy for for personal gain is just not patriotic. And yeah, I'm well, he's forward. not coming forward, and to me, he is losing every bit of credibility that he might have had. But he's, but he's playing this cat and mouse game with the committee. Okay. He's saying no, he won't appear with a subpoena. He knows they won't issue the subpoena because of what happened with Kupperman. And then the lawyer keeps saying, "Yeah, but you should give us the subpoena. Go ahead, go ahead, come on, come on, come on." I and don't the, get it. The Democrats I are just saying, "Yeah, but you're just going to turn around and ask the courts to rule on something like next spring." Yeah. You know, if we could have a hearing next week, fine. Yeah. And if that's going to be final, fine. You know, but no, not, of- not that we're going to have a hearing and then you're going to appeal to the to the, to the superior court and then they're they're, they're going to rule and then you're going to appear to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court will put it on its docket for next October. But here's here's the beauty of it, Joe. The way I'm seeing it because I I agree with you. I agree with you with what you're saying, but the beauty of it is it seems to me at this point the Democrats, almost on Moss, are like, you get to come forward on your own or fuck you because we've got enough. We're going forward. You get to come clean all on your own and we're not using the courts anymore because, mm-hmm. it, seriously, that's the feeling I'm starting to get after yeah. listening to all of this today. They are literally yeah. calling every fucking Republican's bluff. You want to use the courts? Fine, use the courts. We're not. You guys had two months of being able to use the courts. Yeah, and and this this Kupperman thing was going to be heard December tenth. Yeah, please, do, do, please. Do you understand? Do you understand the point that I'm making, though? Sure. Democrats, sure. we we all all the time, and I I am somebody who is on that on that wall who says, call their bluff. And I know that part of it is call their bluff, jail them. I don't want them jailed because that makes them martyrs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another part of me feels like, you know, start fining them. I don't think they're going to do that. But looking at this whole freaking Bolton thing, where literally Bolton and his lawyers are like, please, please, we're begging you to beg us to come forward. 
Because that's what they're doing. They're begging the Dems to beg them to come forward. And the Democrats are like, nope, we're not going to do it. Because you had a chance to come forward. And if you didn't, we're just going to put that up into, you know, more obstruction of justice. Well, they requested requested his appearance by a letter. Okay. They said, well, no, you have to subpoena us. And then we'll, we'll, okay. And they said, well, we'll subpoena you. And they said, well, then if you send us a subpoena, we want the court to decide whether we should honor the subpoena yeah. or honor the, 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 what the administration is telling us to do. Dems it's up to the court doing to tell that. us. And Dems are saying, well, then why give you the subpoena? Yep. And that's why they pulled Kupperman's subpoena. But the, he keeps keeps saying, yeah, but I want to tell you. I want to, Well, tell us. You know yes. what? All his lawyer has to do sure, is tell sure, the Democrats, sure, sure, okay, sure, sure. give us the subpoena and we'll appear. That's yeah, all the I, I think I get. think he's going to appear anyway because he's like he's like that, that <clears throat> he's like that that girl who really really wants to be asked out on a date. Yeah. And nobody's yeah, well, yeah. asking him out. Mm-hmm. All right, we don't have a lot of time left and there's uh I want to try and get to one bit of audio here uh via my phone. Uh something Trump said earlier today which is um and by the way, oh my God, his heliprompter speech, there's some profile shots of him out there, boys and girls, um, truly disturbing. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, uh, profile just seeing straight through the hair. Oof, it is rough stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gross. Uh, but yeah, I want to play... Um, I want to play this one about what he says about the whistleblower's attorney. Mark Zaid. Uh, let mm-hmm. me make, let me see if I've got the volume turned up on the phone here. I do. Let me see if this will play. There we go. Come on. Is he going to play? Oh, God damn it. There's a fucking ad on the phone. Let me go ahead and mute that until uh, it's done. But, yeah, the, the headline on this one is Trump Blast Whistleblower Attorney Mark Zaid should be sued maybe for treason become angry because it's a hoax and i'll tell you the whistleblower i call him the fake whistleblower he gave a fake report of my phone call no he didn't and when i did it all of a sudden when i released that call all of a sudden everybody disappeared the whistleblower disappeared whatever happened to the second whistleblower don't need him anymore why isn't the first whistleblower going to testify anymore you know why because everything he wrote in that report almost was a lie almost he made a phony phone call my phone call was perfect he made it sound bad that's why i had to release now they so the whistleblower is a disgrace to our country a disgrace and the whistleblower because of that should be revealed and his lawyer, who said the worst things possible two years ago, he should be sued. And maybe for treason. Maybe there you go. Oh, there you go. You go mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe be treason. sued for treason. Oh, my God. How do you sue somebody for treason? You don't. In the treason. <laughs> you go to the treason court. There's a treason court. You know what? Seriously. It, Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hey, 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 Joe! Five o'clock on Fox. Fox forty-eight. Joe, Joe, I got a question for you. uh, Very similar to what Ray just says. How do you clean those uh, white plastic uh, lawn chairs? With gasoline and a match. (laughs) Well, no. uh, The answer is you don't. 
Um, you don't. Yeah, you, you throw don't. them away. How do you sue somebody for treason? Maybe you should sue him for treason in front of a helicopter. <laughs> you, you were never really heard of treason court? It's like small claims court. But um, bum. No, only it's for Joe, no, Joe. Yes. But um, bum. That is fake but news, Joe. Judge Wapner, treason court. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be Judge Arnold Benedict. I, I, you yeah. know what? You, you know go. what? If if the Mark Zayed could be judge, sued, Benedict if, Arnold. If Mark Zayed could be sued for treason, can we get a GoFundMe so I can sue Donald Trump for treason? I'd pitch in a buck. So stupid. Or two. He's so it's stupid. So stupid. You think it was stupid today? Stupid. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get nope. all stupid up in here. There you go. That's, yep. That's Michael again, isn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. Yep. We, we, yeah. We played that again. So, uh, all right. Well, um, oh man, I think there was one other thing I wanted to talk about from that I saw on media uh, just a second ago. Um, I'm taking. You to treason court. That's oh, thank you. you, thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, everybody, go look at that the the profile picture. I, I shared the link. Uh, did I share that? No, I didn't. Here, um, oops, damn it. Um, no, I think you did. Uh, well, anyway, I'll put it Maybe in there I... again. Go, just yeah, go look at the 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 just the still shot on the video. He of doesn't it. look well. Oh my god, he looks huge. We he know also he's looks huge. Like he's losing more hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, which I've well, seen other angles. He looks like and, somebody well, didn't apply and foundation. Donald, Donald Trump Jr. was at the uh, you know um, in Arlington Cemetery and wept because it reminded him yeah. of all the hairs that had fallen out of his father's head. Oh my god. All right, here's the last story I'm going to read from uh, uh, real quick. we got to keep this quick because we got to wrap things up. Headline, Josh Feldman uh, over at Mediaite. Giuliani Associates reportedly tried to get previous president of Ukraine to open investigations. <laughs> oh, my God. In addition to all the testimony from uh, people in the White House and the State Department about Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine pressure campaign, uh, there's new reporting that... Uh, uh, there was an additional push months earlier for those investigations by associates of Rudy Giuliani. Those associates are none other than Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman. Uh, Two wild and the, crazy guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, night at the Roxbury. Um, <laughs> uh, the two men arrested and indicted on campaign finance charges. Uh, it says months before Trump pressed Ukraine's newly installed president uh, to investigate Joe Biden's son in alleged 2016 election interference, the two associates of Rudy Giuliani urged Ukraine's prior president to announce similar probes in exchange for a state visit to Washington, according to people familiar with the matter. Uh, Mr. Lut Lutsenko also attended the February meeting, uh, the people said. Uh, Mr. Poroshenko didn't ultimately announce that he was opening the, those investigations. Mr. Lutsenko, the prosecutor in March, said he was investigating the Bidens and election interference, but in May said he had no evidence of wrongdoing. Uh, Poroshenko, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, per Poroshenko lost the election. And of course, uh, Zelensky, uh, Tula Zelensky, that is, uh, whose call with Trump months later has now led to the impeachment investigation. 
And uh, Parnas and Froman have uh, come up in the testimony released thus far. And per the New York Times, Parnas has been opening a dialogue with congressional impeachment investigators and accusing oh. the president of falsely denying their relationship. Well, if, uh, oh. you know, I, it's a damn shame that there isn't photographic evidence of the relationship with those guys and the president. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. oh, wait. oh, I... oh, shucks. That's right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, Trump, it, you know how National Geographic, you'd open it up and you'd see like, you know, animals and, and indigenous peoples and, you know, a naked person here and there and stuff like that. I, you know, you could just have a, a version of National Geographic with criminals and like dead animals and things like that and then just have a trump in each picture you know so national um what would you call that national embarrassment to graphic <laughs> so uh <laughs> i don't know but no i mean it, seriously you know if if you need a picture for something, you know, it's like, well, I'm going to make a collage for art class. Let me grab National Geographic and cut out a picture of a, 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 you know, a giraffe and an elephant and a rhino. I need a picture of a criminal for a collage. Well, just go get a picture of the president standing next to somebody. There you go. Yeah, that's about it. You know? <laughs> just take a picture of, the, of a cabinet meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cabinet meeting, campaign stop, whatever, <laughs> sure. you know, a business I lunch. it's important to remember that freaking, okay, I'm not good at history. I'm not good at history. But the former president of Ukraine was Viktor Yanukovych, right? And when he was, like, kicked out of Ukraine and went into Russia. No, uh, Por Poroshenko was the Pre prior one, Yanukovych is the current one. No, no, shit, no, 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 no. no. It's Zelensky. Is. Zelensky. I'm sorry. Zelensky I'm sorry. Zelensky is here. It is. Here it is. Look, I, I suck I with was these doing names. some research. I was doing some research on the fly for the show. <clears throat> All right, and we only on got five 14th, minutes. So go. 2016, Manafort's presence remains elsewhere here in the capital, where government investigators examining secret records have found his name as well as companies he sought business. We're talking about Manafort sought business with as they try to untangle a corrupt network they say was used to loot Ukrainian assets and influence elections during the administration of Mr. Manafort's main client, former President Viktor Yanukovych. Oh, no. That that sounds that sounds like it might be corrupt, Rain. So, Yanukovych went to <laughs> Russia. He went to Russia and I don't know how many presidents Ukraine has had since then, but the fact that the fact that yeah, Rudy Giuliani's just been trying to like, I want to find money in Ukraine, and this is so disgusting. Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. I, I I'm gonna. I that's my parting shot. <clears throat> All right, it's my parting Joe, shot. Joe, parting shot, sir. Uh, I just have some uh, advice for Michael Bloomberg. Oh, good God! Stop yes, it. Yes, that's that's my advice. Don't stop it. Don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or don't. how about this? Stop! Don't come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? 
Seriously, really? yeah, we, we yeah we need you. We need you right now. That's what we need, dipshit. Seriously. Jeez, I mean, just don't. <clears throat> just go away. That's something I hope we can talk about on Tuesday. Well, yeah, my, we could probably. Just, I might not have to do show prep uh, for <laughs> for next Tuesday because I mean I I know we haven't talked about half the shit that I had audio for, but. By then, it's going to be. So it might as well. Livid about that. You might as well be eating like fucking. Uh, 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 by the time Tuesday rolls around and I can get that audio back, <laughs> um, you might as well be eating like, you know, two week old lunch meat. You know? Yeah. Well, so. But yeah. yeah but um, this is something. We'll see what happens between now and then. But this is something I would really like to talk about. Yeah, yes. I like it. But in the meantime, my advice is go away. I don't like having sex with children. What? (laughs) Alex Jones? What? (laughs) What was that? (laughs) That was Alex Jones. It says, I don't don't like, but I didn't put what he actually (laughs) said. So I just was like, oh, this might be a funny clip. I don't like having sex with children. Oh. There's a reason why I didn't ah. put the other words he said in there. I just put, I don't like Alex Jones edit because I'm not going to have like- something on my computer that says sex with children. <laughs> um, <you know? laughs> it's I don't just like me. Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. I don't like Michael Bloomberg. No, sir. Uh, here we go. No, sir. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, all right, everybody uh, be sure to check out um, uh, Mike check radio this Sunday. Uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Of course, uh, check out the Lunatic Parade coming up, episode 12, I believe. Uh, so they've been with us now for almost three whole months, Curtis and crew. Very exciting. Uh, and, of course, the Tim Carmel Show uh, with Joe, Tim, and a, a menagerie of, of wonderful liberals. And, uh, yeah, whatever else out there. And we're going to get these, try and get things ironed out with Skype and every, oh, God. I just, I, it's, <laughs> I, I don't have it in me right now. Just going to wrap things up. The podcast will be done tomorrow. <laughs> the podcast will be done tomorrow afternoon, everybody. Um, uh, but, yeah, that's it. We'll uh, rock and roll. God bless America. All that nonsense. See ya. Love you guys. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it.